worst. You know that Tommy Buns is here when you start getting tweets that say, my jeans are high and tight and I'm ready. <laughs> Just If anybody ever started saying, calling each other mommies or saying jeans are high and tight, we'd have to drive to their fucking house and beat their ass. <laughs> that's a, I mean, you want to talk about like a niche that you guys have carved out. Yeah. High, jeans high and tight. I know. And I, it feels silly even <laughs> saying it sometimes. <laughs> like when I say it, I'm like, this sounds so crazy. <laughs> But that's so your good. show, though. Your show is fucking silly as shit, man. Your mom's silly. house. If you haven't heard it, it's hilarious. It's an awesome podcast. And now you guys have a real studio now. Yeah, we finally we moved out of our house and got a, a proper proper studio and a proper office Look building with, with real professionals who are like, who the fuck are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like what's happening to podcasts, man. Slowly but surely, podcasts are being forced to be more and more professional. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah. It's so weird. I walk out. We walk out of our, our studio door. In this really nice building, there's an accountant to the right, a lawyer across from me, and a, a shrink uh, to the left. And it's like, and they're like, "What do you guys do?" I'm like, "Just farts and stuff." <laughs> <laughs> do you ever scream? Do you guys scream? Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: we go. They also are like, "When are you? Like, what kind of front is this?" Because we're there, you know, a couple times a week for a couple of hours. Like, right. we're never there. Right. So when they do see us, they're like, "Oh yeah, you guys." Like, you know, yeah. We we scream sometimes, and um, we don't go check on people, but we assume that they're like, we don't even want to know. So, well, do you swear? Like when you scream, do you sw like you fucking bitch? Like do you, uh, you must right? Cause yeah, you guys, sometimes you when I was on your crazy. show, you get crazy. It gets crazy, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it gets pretty loud and, and um, it's certainly offensive to them. I mean, for like those <laughs> regular nine to fivers, there's no way they think that's normal. Stock. Those poor bastards. Yeah, a lot of them are listening right now. People in those kind of offices are listening. Oh yeah, that shit is soul sucking. It is. I talk about it sometimes. That do you remember? Did you ever do? Uh, an office office job? No, no, I never did an office office job. I had uh, job jobs, but never in an office. You know, I had a lot of. I just knew, I just knew from the time I was whether whatever it is, ADD or whatever the fuck it is. I knew there was something wrong with my brain. Yeah. I was like, there's no way, or something right with it. I knew there's no way I'm ever going to be able to sit in an office. I just can't do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think back to when I did it. I did it for a while at different places. And I realize now, looking back on that, how depressed I was. Oh, it's horrible. It was really depressing. And I, and sometimes now, when I'm don't feel like doing something, like for for my career now, like I'm bummed out to go do something, you know, like uh, I don't know, press or morning radio. Yeah, morning radio or something. Morning like. TV. Oh, way worse than morning radio. Way worse. <laughs> that shit's way worse. It's the worst. But when I think of that, sometimes I'll remind myself, like, uh oh, remember the the real job that you had to do, you Ugh. know, and you and sitting in that cubicle and how it really was misery for me. Yeah, and I imagine it is for a lot of people still. I did labor. I did a lot of uh, construction gigs. My stepdad's yeah. an architect, mm -hmm. and so I got a lot of gigs on construction sites. I call them gigs, jobs on construction yeah. sites. But the worst one I ever got was my buddy Jimmy. He got me a job. Uh, we were uh, building a Knights of Columbus Hall, and uh, we had to build a wheelchair ramp for it. That's mm -hmm. what we were, we were doing. Mm -hmm. And it was just the entire time I was working for them. I, th I only think I lasted two weeks. I was carrying cement and pressure-treated lumber. 
So I was getting splinters in my fingers from pressure-treated lumber and carrying bags of cement. And then at the end of the day, I would try to go work out. I'd go to the gym and try to work out. Collapse. I was so tired. And plus, I wasn't hydrating correctly. Of course. And I, uh, you know, I was an idiot back then. I was eating, like, fucking pastrami sandwiches for lunch. Like, yeah. I wasn't eating healthy hey, foods. Hey, I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do too, but I mean, when you're working all day, like, you no, really should be eating killing yourself. throughout yeah. the day. You should... If you're doing that kind of labor, the amount of calories that you're burning by carrying lumber and sandbags, cement bags. It's terrible. It's exhausting. I remember it, my first, first ever job was construction where it was, I was a freshman in high school. It was the summer after freshman year. So I'm 14. That's my, not even legal. You're not even supposed to be working. Well, here's the job. My, my friend's dad bought really, really shitty apartment complex and was renovating it to make it like decent. So he hired us because we were like slave labor, like free, basically. He giving us, you know, whatever the regular rate is, it's half of that. But you're 14, 15. So you're like, yeah, that's a shitload of money. right? <laughs> and we were in Florida in the summertime oh. in apartments with no AC oh. uh, laying tile. So oh. you're on your hands and knees, God. you know, putting the grout, laying the tile and just the heat was, it was just cooking you it was an oven you know like 100 percent humidity 96 degrees outside on your hands and knees sweat just pools of sweat and then some like actual construction like stop sweating and you're like I, I can't like they I would can't. tell you to stop yeah sweating? because you're like you're clean like they're you're, you're getting the sweat in the in the grout and shit so then they'd come by throw you a towel to clean up your sweat as you're laying tile on the ground oh i had a summer job worst. where i was putting insulation in in walls and attics in the summer Ugh. and so you're sweating in like mass? a pig in massachusetts it's hot and muggy you're sweating like a fucking pig and that shit gets in your skin yeah. it, like literally the fibers from insulation would get in your skin like you just you it gets in your clothes it gets your your neck for some reason like it mm -hmm. tracks it like it'll be always be like in here like, yeah Ugh. just you're breathing it in you wear those little stupid masks but yeah. those things don't do jack shit no those little I mean they might keep like large particles from getting sucked right into your trap but all, they come in the sides it, yeah. you're breathing in air it's, it's like horrible. I bet if you could look at it on like some sort of an infrared scan and see the particles coming in and out like you're taking that stuff in your lungs imagine the guy that does that for 40 years oh what it does to him you know what's really freaky man People that work in coal mines. Have oh, you yeah. ever watched? They they had a reality show for a while about coal mines, but I, I think they probably realized, hey, we better fucking not have this because someone's gonna die while we're filming. Yeah, and then people are gonna you know be mad at us for making this show. But they do live shorter lives, right? They all hundred percent. Yeah, they get black lung. Yeah, they literally get black lung. I mean, you are a hundred percent gonna breathe in coal dust all day. You're in a mine. You're in a hole in the ground where they're digging. And they're pulling out coal. I mean, that's it's it's fucking nutty, man. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's real. That's really depressing to think about. That that's that that's what you're doing every day. And in like West Virginia and all mm -hmm. these like really really poor places where they have these mines, they get pissed when city people want to come in and shut down the mines. Yeah. Um, Sturgill Simpson. Do you know who he is? Country music star. I know the name. Br brilliant, brilliant singer, but awesome, awesome dude too. Um, he from there? He's uh, yeah, and um, he has a song about it. You know, he has a song about um, King. It's all I think it's called King Cole. It's uh, it's so depressing, but it's part of it is like that people from the cities come in. They want to shut the mines down like he and he was describing it to me. He's like, you, you've never seen poverty like this. He's like, it's just like these people don't have nothing. Like in the song, he talks about just welfare and pills. 
but that's you ever see the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia? Yes. Holy it's Jesus! Unbelievable. That's what it's like. If, if so, if you've never seen this, it's <laughs> so worth seeing. <laughs> Might be the greatest white people documentary of all time. It is. It is. It's. It's. It. It, it goes toe to toe with any, and like, and for any white person that like talks trash about like other races and yeah. like, well, you know, we're just different. Watch the wonderful whites of West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anybody that thinks that white people are different than anybody else, this is what people are. Yeah. What people are is extremely malleable thinking organisms that adapt to their environment. And when your environment is all criminals and pills yeah. and welfare and scams, you just like I think you just grow up in that environment. That's who you are. That's who you are, and yeah. it shows that you really are a product of. of Fuck that. yeah! That whole family is just—it's unbelievable how they're all—they really are the same, the same organism. You know, mm -hmm. like it's all these—it's different people. They're from the same family in the same area, and there is no like one that's got it together it's like it's yeah there they are. Oh, yeah. my favorite I'm is the girl my name is sue bob yes yeah, my bob. name is sue bob sue bob i'm the sexy one i always been a sexy one in the family there, there's a they're they're kind of like running through the beats at the beginning yeah i love that one of them is like talking about uh pills and she's like i think she's got like xanax and she's like pick these up for like two bucks <laughs> and she's like i'm gonna run over here and sell them for six it's a little boot scoot and boogie right like, like <laughs> her profit margin is four bucks and she's thrilled about it yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the one chick the way she talks she literally talks like this like you can't believe that she's a real person that's her right there yeah you're doing a toned down version of the it sexiest one in the family <laughs> see, if you, see if you can find her voice jamie because like when you hear her talk you're like get the fuck out of here that's uh, not a real person yeah i always been the sexiest one in the family oh. so but people you know i used to have a buddy that when i lived in um there in you new go. york it's gonna be her yeah oh, i gotta hear this she's this is her well, i used to be a stripper back then when i was 17 18 19 years old and i made the bukus of money i'd bring home at least fifteen to two thousand dollars a night in my boot. And uh, I've always been a sexist one in the family. I've always had comments from thousands of people. Oh, this is such a good documentary. It's really great. I had this buddy who was uh, when I lived in New York who was racist. And uh, he's a good dude, but he would say shit about black people. I, I always get really mad at him. We, we, we always had disagreements about race. And he would go, look, he goes, it's not racist if, if it's everywhere you look. He goes, if you see, he goes, it's just being honest about what you're saying. I said, no, because if you grew up in that environment, you would be them, you dumb motherfucker. Like, you think you're, you're something special just because you, you grew up in, you know, Westchester County. Yeah, or, yeah. In some nice white neighborhood, you know, like all your problems, you attribute all your problems because he had problems, mm -hmm. but he would attribute all his problems to his family and his fucked up upbringing. I'm like, well, think about your problems and your how mild your fucked upness was compared to these people that live in Harlem. Yeah, or these people that live in the, in the boogie down in the yeah. South Bronx that yeah. you're always shitting on. Like, yeah, dude, if you grew up in that environment, you wouldn't be special. Yeah. You wouldn't stand out as being this guy who gets it together and he's showing up for work every day and. You'd be smoking crack just like them. Yeah. You'd be doing things, but we are in a, a product of our environment. Well, it's like people, they don't think that, uh, how, they don't think about how lucky they are just to be born somewhere, you know, yeah. in a certain circumstance. Yeah. I mean, like, I was shooting this, uh, I was shooting the intro 
to my new special. We're shooting like, we're shooting like a one minute like short that that plays right before the special, you know, like mm-hmm. a little sketch basically. And we, we were shooting it all over LA, and we ended up in uh, East LA in Ramona Gardens in the Hazard Projects. Ooh, this shit is no joke, right? And as we're there, I was like just thinking about like. Man, like, because all these kids came up to us because they saw the, you know, the cameras and the the equipment, you know, the boom and all that. And they were like, they were just interested in what we were doing. And they were young kids. I mean, they're teenage kids. I just couldn't help but think about like, man, like this, this uh, funny thing, because it's still considered Los Angeles. I was like, when you say L.A. to these kids, this is what they think it is. This is L.A. to them. Like the, the projects here. They don't think of L.A. as... Bel-Air. Hollywood or Bel Air or or you know Malibu, like everyone's perspective on what that is just is dependent on where you're from or yeah. how you're brought up. Like they have a really rough neighborhood, man. Really rough, like that's Mexican mafia, you know, cartel kind of shit. Like you know, it's face tattoos. Oh fuck, yeah, a lot, man, a lot. It's scary shit. And 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 those kids were just born there. Yeah, you, know, you just get a shit roll of the dice. Yeah, and you go to school with all those crazy kids that are dealing with whatever they had to deal with when they were growing up. Yeah, yeah, man. There's there's a real problem in our culture where uh, that doesn't get addressed. Like when you hear Donald Trump on TV talking about like Mexicans yeah. coming over here, they're all rapists and murderers. Yeah. Hey, dude, we got plenty of rapists and murderers right here. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like. And as some of them, I assume, are good people. Yeah. That's his sense. <laughs> what a dick. I assume. Some of them. Uh-huh. Some of them. But the idea that nobody ever ever talks about, like, what a real issue that is. Like, nobody ever, People will lay out, like, problems, like, tax problems. Like, they'll lay it yeah. out, like, here's the problem with taxes in this country, and this is my plan. Mm-hmm. I want to institute a flat tax, and I want to do this, and I want to do that. Mm-hmm. But nobody ever goes, like... These are kids that are growing up in these environments that are fucked. And they're, the burden that they have is so much more than the burden that someone has if they're growing up in Pasadena. Oh, yeah. And, then, you know, extreme poverty, it's a, real, it's a real, real issue that affects a lot more people. And we have it in this country. Oh, yeah. Like, people always think of it as, you know, because it is, you know, more extreme, let's say, in other places. But there's a lot. There's millions of people in this country that live in extreme, below the poverty line. Like. Yeah, the, and yearly income. The cost of living 10, is higher here. Yeah. So, like, if you compare the extreme poverty here compared to the extreme poverty in Bangladesh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure Bangladesh has more extreme poverty, and it's probably more extreme even in the context of like even if you look at the the cost of living. Yeah. But it, it's it's still no excuse. It's like yeah. there's there's no thought at all about trying to fix those issues. Right. Yeah. People. Yeah. They're not. It's not on their mind. It's fucked, man, because you think about it, like, how much time do you have, like, you, you ever met someone who had a fucked up childhood, and you go, man, if you could just get out of your own way, if mm-hmm. you could just figure out how to get out of your own way and deal with all the shit that, that has messed you up up until this point, you'd, yeah. you'd have so much more yeah. opportunity, you'd have so much more, you would get things done more. Sometimes they didn't even have a fucked up childhood. <laughs> <laughs> you just meet them, and you're like... Get out of your own way. Yeah. Like it's all you're you're putting the obstacles in front of yourself. Right. You know, you're yeah. it, I think a big problem and a lot of people have it in different facets of their life is just denial, you know? Yes. Denial's a big thing. People live in denial about any number of things. They can live about about you know, jobs, about money, about looks, about weight, about yeah. sex, about everything. 
But like that denial, you can really, you can sink into it and live in it for decades. You live your whole life in denial. I yeah. see people like that a lot. Yeah, you don't, if you don't want to look at what you're doing wrong, yeah. if you don't want to look at what, what you need to clean up. And it's really, it's really that they're scared of the feelings. Sure. It's just a fear of like, if I face that, what will that be like? And I think the reality is most of the time when you do, it's not as bad as you thought. It's the fear of that feeling is worse than the feeling itself. Well, the feeling, even if it does suck, once you get over it, the feeling of overcoming that is so much better than exactly. the feeling of just dealing with it and putting it in the box. Yeah, true. You know, the people that people that are, a, ignore reality or hide from reality, that you you're only going to get so far with that. You're only going to you're always going to have those boundaries up that you can't overcome because you've put them up to protect yourself from the truth and part of what it is about being a person when you're trying to get better at something, mm -hmm. you got to be able to look at the truth. Mm -hmm. You have to be. Yeah. And if you if you don't look at the truth in certain aspects of your life, that's going to creep into the other aspects of your life too. Yeah. It's it's like the whole thing of, you know, being organized at your desk is going to spill out to your yeah. to your house and your car and you know what I mean like oh yeah you do one thing right it it'll, it will spill out to the rest and if you do things wrong it'll spill out too yeah there was a, an old saying in the gym like live every minute like a champion do do your homework like a champion do you know whatever chores you have to do do that like a champion and, right. and you'll be a champion in everything you do be a champion in everything you do in life. But I'm not. I'm not doing that. My office is a mess. Well, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to do that. That's everything, my biggest right? fucking problem right now. I should make a video just to shame myself of my office because I get these packages, boxes of shit that people send me and that companies send me, and they fucking stack up in my office. My I, sure. My house looks clean because mm -hmm. you know I have a wife and yeah. she, she's organized and yeah. stuff. But my office looks like I'm a fucking hoarder. If like yeah. my office was my whole house. He'd be like, Jesus. Yeah, I'm I put like a that dent too. in it this weekend, though. All right, I got home. I, I put uh, I put a dent in it Thursday and another dent in it on Sunday. I, I got rid of a lot of shit. It's cra I feel like someone sneaks into my place and puts <laughs> shit there. Because I, I did like, I filled up eight trash bags, like big ones of just clothes and shit and cords yeah. and papers. And then like, it's like a week or two later, I'm like, where'd all this shit come from? Like, there's new shit. <laughs> I feel like I haven't bought it or anything. It's just spilling out of places. I have cables that go to things that I don't even own. And don't you I hold on to them? Yeah, but what if I do get another Garmin navigation yeah. system? <laughs> and <Garmin>. I want, <laughs> I want yeah. to put it in the a rental car. I, I, have, I had like three or four of these fucking stupid Garmins. Oh, the new one's different. Yeah. Let me get the new one. This one, you download the updates from the internet, and you, you plug it in with a USB. For sure. Ooh. Ooh, this is exciting. I threw away cables, and I'm like, well, this is a mail-to-mail -mail USB cable. Do I need it? You know you don't need it. Dude. And if you need it, you go to Fry's, and you get a new one. Yeah, but I, I had to talk it out like like I was on Hoarders. Like, yeah. With, like, my wife was like, are, are we cool to get rid of this? And I was like, I mean, let me think about it. Yeah. Like, it means something to me. That and boxes. The box that the shit came in, I'm like, just keep those boxes. Yeah. It's like, for what? I don't know. The box. <laughs> like, it came in that box. We should keep that box. Is part of that from, you know, we were all poor. Like, we were all, at one point in our life, we, we were all poor. And when you're poor, you know, you, you, you like, everything is, like, precious. You got to keep the shit. Is that what it is? I, I think it almost goes back to, I think it goes back to, like, Christmas, childhood Christmas, where it's, like, the box that the thing came in is, like, is as exciting as what's in it. And 
it was also super important to returning things. Mm. Like in my house, like my mom returned fucking everything that she bought and then got a new thing. Like she was always exchanging. So I, I feel like I'm almost attached to like, I might have to, I might need this for the product later, even though I never do. You know, I've never returned. Do you ever return things uh, that you buy online? I've only done it like once or twice out of hundred purchases, you know, like I don't, I don't do it a lot. My wife does it every month. No, I could not do that. Every month, she's sending something back. No, I bought I it, I tried it, it didn't work, I didn't like it. I'd be overwhelmed at the back. idea. <laughs> I've bought shit, I, I bought shit that's like been pretty expensive. I'm like, I don't really like this, and then I just keep it. <laughs> like, a, like an asshole, like it just sits there. I'm like, ah, you know. Online shopping is a real fucking problem for some people. It's sure. become more of a problem than any other kind of shopping. You realize where it's going to go to? Like, uh -huh. It's going to be that there's no stores. At some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the stores that exist, they'll probably be like either stores for like large appliances. Right. Something you have to actually go and check out. Or maybe like, well, like small stores that are like owned by people, like small. Have you noticed that like there's these fake like craft restaurants? They're like fake, meaning that like they use like, like raw metal and like weathered looking wood that's not really weathered it's not really old wood oh yeah yeah yeah. you know yeah, what yeah. i mean yeah, like there's yeah. this like trend that's a that's a whole look right? yeah. yeah there's like what is it called craftsman there's yeah like this trend to make everything look like it's vintage yeah, right? yeah. isn't that, that that was a thing with clothes for a long i mean it probably still is right where it's like the jeans that you buy that look like you've had them oh, three holes in them yeah, yeah. and then the, and they're all like yeah faded it looks like it's a natural faded look but actually they did it in a factory, like they yes. made it look faded. Well, they beat them up too. They yeah. wreck them and rub them with wire That's brushes kind of a weird and shit. Thing. Yeah. yeah, it's very weird. It's weird that girls can still wear them. Girls can still wear jeans with like all these fake holes in them. Mm -hmm. Dudes can't wear that anymore. No, no. The, the jeans for a guy, there's pretty much what there's pretty much three things that are acceptable. You're either like a skinny jean dude guy, right? <laughs> like that's just your look. You can, you can wear them like skin tight. Baggy jeans, or fuck it, um, like I'm giving up on things. Sweatpants. It's like sweatpants, <laughs> or it's like that dad jean, like where they're kind of like like whitewashed almost, like they're like light, 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 light blue, where mm -hmm. like it doesn't look that like good really on anyone, and they kind of wear them a little too high, like the, the high and tight, high and tight. That's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, high and tight. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's certain looks that are still acceptable for women though. Like women, women can go way further with the looks. Yeah. They can have holes all over their jeans from their pockets all the way down to like their knees. How about the speaking of high and tight, the super high waisted over the navel look where it still looks good? That's a new thing, right? It's like it was old and it came back. Yeah. And then over the navel? Yeah, over the navel I've seen it. Yeah. That's unnecessary. And it, but they only, you only see it on like really fit women. Like it's not like, you know, like that's like a sexy look. It's like that, you know, they do that. They can wear they can wear a low cut one where it sits below the waist, or you can see it right. like that's good, super low. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, we like it like the smallest amount of cloth between your vagina and, and air. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's what we like. Mm -hmm. If you're wearing like some sort of a fucking jumper suit, it goes all the way up to your neck, and yeah. it's made out of corduroy. Yeah, no, I don't. That's know. too much work. I, there's and then there's like it's almost amazing sometimes where like you see. I'm not even saying at the beach, like I'm in a restaurant, a hotel, ass cheek hanging out of those jeans where you're like, it kind of stops you in your tracks for a second, yeah. right? Where you're like, wow. That's like, a real ass you're, cheek. You're almost naked in this hotel lobby right now.
And then she's just like getting another key for the room. Thanks a lot. And you're like, do you know how you're walking around right now? Like and is it, you're talking about pants or shorts? Shorts. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, Jesus Christ. Half of your vagina is hanging out. Is hanging out. And then she's like, could you not look at me, please? Thanks. Yeah. If, if she's climbing, <laughs> if she's stepping up a stair, like climbing a stair, and then drops her keys and bends over to pick it up with one leg up, you'll see her pussy. That little, little lip's going to fall out. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Especially if she's got those <laughs> lips. Yeah. Horse lips. <laughs> one can only hope. Yeah, yeah, and they fray them down like to get to the crotch. It's like so small. It's like barely holds it all together. Like yeah. barely. Yeah, I mean, I look. I'm celebrating that look. I'm not critical yeah. of it, but it still is is amazing that that's a choice in society, right? Like the barely clothing look. They're working hard, and it's it's a girl choice. It's like dudes can't wear Daisy Dukes. Yes, unless you're trying to get some dick. Yeah, right. I mean, you can get that dick with that, for sure. You can get that yeah. dick. Yeah. yeah, guys, you would wear Daisy Dukes and, like, Timberlands with, like, scrunchy socks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a look. <laughs> but there's a certain look where, like, unquestionably, that dude's willing to suck your dick. Like, a guy sure. with a construction hat on, wearing Daisy Dukes, no shirt, and scrunchy socks with Timberlands on. That dude's just sucking dick. That's what he's here for. And That's if you see that dude, and you make eye contact, and you just grab your dick, like, oh, that, he's going to come over and attack it, for sure. Especially you with that beard. Oh, yeah. Fucking manly this bastard. Beard, man. like, yeah. Some dudes are not into that. They're into twinks. Yeah. Into twinks. Hmm. But you can get in trouble from saying twink. Did you know that? Twinks now? Is that off the table? The guy who owns Bravo got in trouble for saying twink. He called somebody a twink. The the, the, gay the guy. Andy guy, Andy, Andy Cohen. Cohen, who's about as gay as a guy can be. Yeah. He's about as gay as a guy. He's he's like I would say like perfect gay too. Like he's got it all going. Handsome, on. handsome, successful. wealthy, yeah. Yeah, he probably great suits. Just yeah. gets dick anytime oh, he wants. Tossed at him. His phone probably runs out of batteries every yeah. five minutes because it's just vibrating. He gets dick pics. Tired of dicks, meh, yeah, for meh. sure. I mean, how long can a battery, how many meh, dick pics meh. can a battery get before it just dies? I bet that's that guy an experiment. Knows. Yeah. <laughs> Andy knows the answer. He Ask Andy. Get... <laughs> that's the name of that segment. It's called Ask Andy. He should just get he should be the guy that they test all their iPhone batteries on. <laughs> he's or like, had you know, so many dicks. Well, he's he's just so successful. Yeah. He, and he's handsome. And he's got salt and pepper hair. He's not some people don't know this. He's not just like higher talent. He's the executive. Yeah. He makes the Programming choices, yeah. yeah. It's pretty remarkable. Well, it's hilarious that he has all these housewives like bitching at each other. Yeah. Those fucking shows have gotten so brutal. Yeah. I watched The Real Housewives. My, my wife watches the Beverly Hills one. Uh -huh. So it was, uh, we had it on the DVR in, in, in the gym in the house. So mm -hmm. I, I said, let me watch this fucking shit and see yeah. if I get angry I enough to lift. Housewives <laughs> it doesn't make you angry enough to lift. It makes you confused. I mean, you, you, you feel so bad for those women. You want to take them and like take them on a psychedelic retreat or something like what are you doing like, I, I understand that this is a job and that you're you're kind of getting paid to, to be this person and yeah. it becomes intoxicating because you get all this attention and then you got to kind of get caught up in the momentum of being on the cover of these magazines and this girl's got a feud with that girl and I won't work with her and blah 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 but when you watch them scream and yell at each other and oh my god I can't watch that after a while I can't watch the um <clears throat> Like when they, because those shows they they ride on the, like the the fuel of that show is confrontations, and after you watch, you know, so many people argue and insult and get like just mean and shitty, like 
after one commercial break after the other, there's a certain point where I, I, I tap out. I can't yeah. do it, you know. Well, it's also for nothing. There's right, nothing it's always happening. For, nothing of substance is arguing. Yeah, it's not like somebody robs someone in some sort of a business I deal. Told Kathy that my party was Friday, and she said she was bringing Ramon, and I was like, "You can't fucking bring Ramon. It's not your party, bitch." I can't believe. And then like that's that is the episode. Yeah, is that Kathy's bringing Ramon to the fucking party without Maybe asking. Maybe if you would just get off those fucking pills, you would know. Bitch. Fuck you, bitch. Yeah, these like, these oh, girls were, God. one of them was going on. She said something about, uh, you know, everybody knows about your husband. You bring my fucking husband up, you fucking bitch. <laughs> she throws a drink at her and throws a glass at her. And like, we don't even know what they, no. I mean, it might not even be real. I mean, they sure. might have orchestrated sure. it. Sure. I mean, they might sure. have said, she's going to bring up your husband and you're going to freak out. So yeah. when she brings up your husband. Freak just, the fuck out. Just freak the fuck out. Yeah. Throw a glass. And she threw a glass, but she threw it kind of in her direction, like yeah. at the ground. Like if you're throwing a glass at somebody, yeah. it's already assault, okay? If you if you hit someone with a glass, the glass breaks. I think that's assault with a dangerous weapon. Because it's it means glass. Yeah. Right? You can fuck someone's face up. Yeah. If someone's really trying to hurt you with a glass, they throw it at you. Mm -hmm. But they're not throwing it at you. She's like throwing it like sort of at the ground, like in front of you to make a point. It's right. so dramatic and fake. Take all those bitches and bring them to that project that you went to. All oh. of them. Bring them to West Virginia. Make them hang out with the Real Housewives. Uh, Real Housewives. <laughs> I always been the sexy one in my family. Oh, you fucking, what are you talking about? I'm sexy. Look at my lips. <laughs> you want Xanax? Four bucks. Just opening up her lips and stuffing trouts in it. Catfish. Ugh. Plumping her lips up with just fish guts. Speaking of dicks, <laughs> did you... Already talk about that guy with the now the biggest dick in the world. We haven't talked about it. The Mexican gentleman yeah. that has an eighteen inch, twenty pound dick. Yeah, where the circumference of the head is ten inches. <laughs> <clears throat> that dick pic that would get Andy moist. It makes not really. I think nobody wants an ass that stretched out. No. Plus, that's like horse dick. That's like the it's guy horse got fucked dick. to death by the horse. It's a horse dick. It's probably bigger than a horse dick. No, no, it's not bigger. Well, the horse dick was like literally like an arm. This is pretty close. He said it's ruined his life. He said he's had, he, like, I don't know why it affected work, but he, you know, affected jobs. He said no woman wants to be with him. Yeah, like, but he's probably a fucking loser anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you just... You think like, he's having fun listening to this episode? He's like, he's God listen damn it. He's Mexican. Yeah, he, he probably can't listen. speak English. We, don't we could. We're not going to stop Mexicans from downloading sure. the podcast. They're rapists, but... What? Yes. Don't what? say that. That's bullshit. Every time I go to San Diego, I'm surprised at how many people come to my show that are from Tijuana. Like, really? They come yeah. up? Yeah, you can come up. Like, there's this, like, illusion... You know, like people have this idea that you, it's, it's impossible to, like, visit the United States from Mexico. You could totally visit. Yeah. Sure. You can come up all the time. Like, people come up from T1 all the time. Like, whenever I do shows down in uh, San Diego, I do, either I do uh, the parlor. What is that fucking place? Not the parlor. What is that shithole? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I only do I'm doing the Balboa Theater next time I'm there. But every time I go, I always meet people from Tijuana. Balboa, how big is Balboa? It's pretty big. 2000 something. Oh, that's pretty big. It's a good spot. You don't do the clubs ever? You I do play? sometimes. I do American Comedy Club. I did that yeah. before. That's small. I do. I used to do um, La Jolla Comedy Store. Oh, right. I heard that's is, really nice, right? It's fucking great. I used to do that spot. But then I didn't do the store for like seven years. But now that I do the store again, I might do that. I would be into doing it. I love that place. You're going to get a call today about that shit. It's a fun spot, man. It's one of the. Nick DiPaolo uh, recorded one of his CDs there. I think La Jolla? First, yeah, I think his first CD he recorded down there. 
It's a great spot. It's like the comedy, it's the OR in the comedy store, but it's in La Jolla, which mm. is a fucking great neighborhood, by the way. It's a nice neighborhood. That's not the Hazard Projects. No, the, the Jolla, though, is tricky if you're raising kids, because I have a friend who grew up in La Jolla, and she's like, it's all just, everyone's fucked up on drugs. Like, those kids are on oxys in high school. They're snorting meth, and they're, they're doing all kinds of crazy shit. It's like everybody's ignored by their parents. There's, like, no real sense of community. Is rampant materialism. There's, like, these, there's a, re and, uh, oh, poor baby. Oh, you can, well, you're growing up too rich. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that everybody's got their problems. Yeah. There, there's a comfortable medium somewhere. Yeah. But the rich people that ignore their kids and that are just constantly focused on just making money, mm -hmm. that's, that develops some fucked up kids, man. It reminds me, everything you're describing reminds me of, like, the rich kids <laughs> of Miami. Oh, it's yeah. It's, like, such, same, something about... The beach, you know, mm -hmm. set like the southern beach culture uh, with lots of money where it was like just so like kids grew up way too fast. Like mm. In Miami, you can grow up way too fast. Yeah. With sex stuff, with drugs. It's mm -hmm. like, dude, what? You're having sex? You're fucking 12. Like, yeah. That's so crazy. Well, I had to get into concerts. So I had to suck some dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. It is dangerous, man. But those cultures, like where you have the rampant materialism, and Miami is one of the biggest showiest cultures yeah, that we have in the this country. Yeah. When you drive down the street, you're going to see people that have these crazy cars, and they have like neon under the cars. Like mm -hmm. having a Ferrari is not good enough. You have to have a Ferrari with neon underneath it, and mm -hmm. you have to have big giant wheels. There was a fucking this guy had a BMW. I was in Miami recently. Mm -hmm. I flew from Costa Rica to Miami, and I put a picture of the car on my Instagram page because it was so ridiculous. Yeah. He had a BMW with, like, 35-inch wheels, like wagon wheels on mm. it. It was so stupid, it didn't even seem real. Like, I yeah. couldn't believe that those were the real wheels he had on his car. And that was in Miami? Yeah. Yeah. That's... The, guy, the guy who was a driver told us what it was, That what they call it. They have, like, a name for it, they call it, like, when you put giant wheels on your car down there. Super black? <laughs> no, I think it's Puerto Rican. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know if it's super. Is that super black? Is that a black move? I mean, I think it's always, I've always associated it with black stuff. Sure. Yeah. That culture down there, there's something about that the culture. That Miami swag. Yeah. There's something about that culture that is also not quite... There it is. Look at the wheels on that Come thing. Come on. Yeah. Look at the fucking wheels on that thing. That's so stupid. <laughs> That's so stupid. That's so stupid. Look at the size of those things. I mean, that is a four-wheel drive, like, looking wheel yeah. that should be and on. That's a sweet ride, man. That's yeah. a nice car. Yeah. It's a nice BMW. He fucked it all up with that. Yeah, it looks like they're probably three or four sizes too big. At least. <laughs> It's so fucking stupid. And it's got the like the deep dish that like that doesn't go with that car at all. Yeah, what is it about like having bigger wheels that anybody would ever think would be good? That took off. I want to say that took off in the I feel like in the 90s is everybody the whole thing was to get 20s. Yeah. And then I remember the first time I heard some like somebody in a rap song was like, "I'm sitting on 22s." I was like, "Oh shit, he went up 2 inches." <laughs> Like, deuce, deuce. <laughs> that was a thing. And then it just, it must have just taken off. Where it was, it's always about trumping that, right? Yes. So this 26. is like. 26. Yeah, what do you got in yours? I'm sitting on 35s, man. That's so crazy. Do you remember when they used to have the dub thing by the front front fender that would show? Like, it would have, like, the number 26. 
Oh, right. Remember to that? show you, yeah, show yeah. you what I'm riding right. on, yeah. dog. You know, like a, a Boss 427. Yeah, like those old Mustangs. Right. They would have it on yeah. the fender sure. to let you know what was under the hood. Right, right. And they would put that next to the, the front fender. The wheel, the yeah. wheel thighs. Let you know, riding on some dubs. And that's dubs means twenties, right? Yeah, that's twenties. Yeah. So the magazine Dub is all about twenties. Twenties, man. Yeah. <laughs> dub sack. That's twenty sack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, take. The that's all about the. It's just what a, it's a goofy culture. Yeah, but that Miami culture on top of that has the echoes of the cocaine import business. Mm-hmm. Because when when I was in Miami, I had a, my buddy Steve Graham did his uh, residency. Um, he went to uh, me, I think he went either went to medical school down there, but he did his residency down there, and uh, he's he's an ophthalmologist, and he worked in the emergency room. And he would show me these crazy fucking pictures of dudes with like light bulbs stuffed up their asses. Like, so many people would come into the emergency room with things in their ass stuck in their ass. Like, a guy had a gun stuck in his ass. He had a, a gun, gun, a gun stuck Loaded? in his ass. I don't know. I didn't ask. <laughs> Fuck, man. It's so crazy. <laughs> like a 22 stuffed in his asshole. Dude, yeah. But do you. <laughs> Do you think that that's that's a, a, about of like showing up someone who's like, hey man, you know, I had a fucking light bulb in my ass. He's like, you think you're you think you're fucking tough shit? And then he just grabs a gun and shoves it in his ass. I'll show you, bitch. I'll show you. I'll, I'll show you where I keep my gun, bitch. You see how raw I am? You want to know how real I am? <laughs> like ah. He spits on his gun, just shoves it right Shove in there. That. Raw and dog. It, it edge all the like the hard edges of that mm. metal. You know, yeah. it's not a smooth no. like. Like oval shape, do some damage. God, yeah. I'd be scared of fingernails. Forget about a, a fucking gun. Remember the guy you saw the, <laughs> you saw the one guy, one cup, one jar. Yeah, I saw Jesus Christ. God, that's terrifying. Oh. And it yeah. breaks, and he's like, <laughs> he just well, it breaks the... and cuts him open, and then yeah. he starts shitting out these chunks of glass, like clink, clink, I mean, clink, clink. You don't hear him whimper at all. No, like, hmm. he didn't even. He probably wanted to be hurt. Yeah. There's certain people they believe have uh, different sensors, like they have a different sensitivity to pain. Like literally, they're, they don't feel pain the way other people pe feel pain. And uh, they think that that's like a lot of folks that are extremely into piercing. They get real nutty with tattoos yeah. and piercings and... Lips, eyes. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, self-mutilation. Yeah. You know? Like they say that some some of those folks like they can't feel they don't feel, like and then also it has something to do with some of them obviously not all of them but some of them it has something to do with emotional pain yeah that makes sense to me and I've, I also have heard about like the uh, that sensory receptors in our brains and some people can get overlapped where things that are supposed to be like a pleasure receptor goes to pain and pain goes to pleasure you know so something that that's supposed to hurt you ends up feeling good what the fuck? Yeah. <clears throat> Something that's supposed to be like, uh, you know, that your brain's supposed to tell you don't do that ends up like, being like, this is good. Put yeah. a gun in your ass. Put a gun <laughs> in your, all the way in your ass. That's such a crazy thing to do. Remember that bit on um, uh, Jackass when he has the, the car in his ass, the little toy car? <laughs> no, it's no, the no, best no, thing. no. It's one of my favorites of all Was time. that one or two? I think that's in one. That's you know, in one. I've never watched all... 
don't put it up. I, I've never watched all of Jackass. I've really? I only, no, no. I only watched like a couple stunts from like one of them, and I, I can't. There's something about those guys doing that shit, even though I know they're alive because yeah. they already did it. Yeah. There's something about that that I don't like. And one of the things that I don't like is because I've been around dudes like that. And not to the extreme that those guys take it because those guys, those guys go too far. But I'm always like, you guys are going to get fucked up and yeah. then it's not going to be funny anymore. Right. Like what you're doing now is adorable yeah. if you don't get killed or maimed or paralyzed. Throughout the thing, every time, basically every segment, someone should be hurt, maimed, paralyzed, or killed. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Without question. Yeah. It's so crazy what they do. And the idea that you're getting attention for this is crazy because now other kids are going to yeah. get attention for the same fucking thing and they're going to try to up you. Everyone tries to up everybody and it gets yeah. to this point where it's, it's you know, you're going to hit a wall and you're yeah. going to fucking die. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I mean, well, that one guy did die not doing a, a thing. Well, he was drunk driving. He was drunk driving, yeah. But, but I think that had to have something to do with the way they were living. They live crazy. Dudes push each other. Right. And if in you're in that environment where Mikey's so sick, yeah. he's the sickest. You think you're sick? Where do you meet Mikey? Yeah. And then Mikey's like, I'm going to do a flip off this building. Don't do like, it, Mikey. You know what, Mikey? I'm going to put a gun in my ass right now. <laughs> like, you're tough shit. I'm crazy. I, I can't watch those. I can't watch those. This this bit is actually, though, this is the, it's the funniest and the least, like, crazy, as in there's there's nothing, you don't see anything being done. You just see the guy go to the doctor, and he goes to a Spanish-speaking doctor. <laughs> And they do an x-ray, and there's a toy car in his ass. <laughs> and so it's the doctor just talking to them. And he's like, and he's speaking Spanish the whole time. And he's like, uh, anoche estaba haciendo su party. <laughs> like, he's telling somebody else that this guy was partying. <laughs> and he's like, tiene un carrito en su, en su culo. <laughs> it's hilarious. Carlito means a little car? Carrito. Is it carrito? It's like, yeah. Not like Carlito's way. No, no, That's carrito. Like, like little car. carro, but oh. like carrito is little car. Oh, I so see, he has I a see. little car in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's a toy car in his ass. <laughs> that doesn't bother me as much as like when Johnny Knoxville, after he was a movie star. Yeah. After he's a movie star, or he's doing fucking that. Major motion pictures, yeah. yes. And he puts a blindfold on and lets a bull. It's crazy. Man. Charge him and it, flip him through the air. It's so crazy. I know. You The whole time you're like, it is crazy that they're alive. <sighs> Fuck, man, that bull, when that bull launches him, and, you know, he doesn't know where the ground is. I mean, I guess, like, you have a sense of gravity, but yeah. he can't see, you know? No. He's got a blindfold on, so he literally has no idea. And that bull, just by sheer luck, doesn't stomp him to death or shove a horn through his asshole. Or, or how about when he got, in, I think in one of those, you know, it's one of these things, I mean, you know it probably better than anybody. He lets, it, he goes into, like, a, I think an oh, antique butter store. Bean. Dude, and, and like just lets like just lets him unload. Yeah. And like yeah, Butterbean is not um obviously a super fit guy, but he can throw fucking hammers. And he's just punching him in the head with yeah. everything he's got. Bouncing off of and he's punching him into walls and shit, you know? Into, it's <laughs> Was brutal. that where he they did it? Because I mean Butterbean did one with them where he beat one of the guys up. I yeah. forget which one it was. He knocked the guy out. I think uh, who yeah. was it? I don't know if it was John. I don't think it was Johnny was Knoxville. It? I don't think it was. Was it, was it Johnny? Johnny Knoxville? And then but, there was the one where they had another guy go in with a female Muay Thai fighter. Mm. And she was fucking yeah, lighting him up. Yeah, she beat the fuck out yeah. of him, too. I'll take that over Butterbean. Me, too. Butterbean's goddamn terrifying. That fucking dude hits hard. Yeah, yeah he's fat as fuck, but he's yeah. also a giant dude. You yeah. know? And if you stand right in front of him, 
Just to, you know how strong you have to be just to carry around all that weight. Yeah. Like if Ralphie May lost all that weight, do you know how strong his legs would be? Yeah, he'd be because uh, he he's every time he stands up, he's squatting whatever that yeah. entire yeah. He's carrying five hundred pounds. Right. Like and he walks down the street, he's carrying five hundred pounds. Right. You know, that's the the amount of muscle strength that's required to do that. I mean, the pressure on his joints and his knees it's and crazy. his ankles and yeah. Oh, it's amazing that guys like that can even walk. Yeah. You know, like when you see those. I was at Disneyland recently, and uh, there's people in these scooters. Like everywhere, like mm -hmm. everywhere you look, there's people in these scooters. They're just overflowing on the sides of the scooters. And you're like, these people have just committed to eating so much yeah. that they're like, you know what? Fuck it. I just, I'm just gonna motor around everywhere I go. My joints, they're just not designed for this. My back's not designed for this. But I'm not gonna fix anything. I'm just gonna keep eating. I think they get overwhelmed by how far gone they are. Yeah, because it's, it's too hard to stop. It's too hard to stop. It's too hard to stop. And also. Part of the problem is that you're, you, all your pleasure now comes from that. Your pleasure comes from food. Like, I get a lot of pleasure from food. Yeah, sure. You know, it's it's hard to pass up on some yummy food. When someone, like, you pass by a hot dog stand and, you know, you see the sauerkraut and you smell the dogs. And you're like, oh, I could go for one of those right now. Yeah. One of those sweet buns, those smushy white bread buns. You know, it's all dog shit. It's all terrible for you. Remember, you know what you got me into? I blame you. It, but it's not there anymore. But, it, but I, I did it with you a couple of times, and I was like, "This is." And I started to do it without you and pretend I'm you. Like, I, like uh, when we would get back on flights from in the Delta terminal and that place that used to have that chocolate croissant. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The one it, it's gone. Like that place shut down. But we would go there on return flights and get a chocolate croissant, mm. and it was like super rich, like flaky. Mm. It was buttery. It was really buttery. It was like a real good croissant. Like the 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 the, the pastry part of it was yeah. very fluffy and buttery. Yeah. And the chocolate was. You know who's got the most dog shit croissants on the planet? Who? Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah. You said it right when I was saying it. Yeah. You knew. I knew. God, their croissants are dog and shit. And they just they changed. They were even worse. They upped their game recently. How recently? Well, I mean, when was the last time you had one? A couple months ago. Uh, really, and that was the worst. It's horrible. Oh wow! Because if you had what they had last year, it would be even more dramatically dog shit. This is Russian bakery that I go to, uh -huh. and their croissants are fucking banging. Dude, They're a, gr banging. a great buttery, like oh. a chocolate one. This this place they make their own. I yeah, mean, that's the key. You have Starbucks. To have they it comes in this little plastic thing and they open it up yeah they hire a company to... yeah they become corporatized like you yeah. don't have to do that like you could make it in-house or at least heat them up in-house like yeah. have some de deliver to you yeah this russian place i go to they sell coffee too and they have chocolate croissants there i'll take you if you want to go oh i want to go we'll go after this i want to go i'll take you it's not that far okay let's go it's so good they're the best chocolate croissants i've ever had in my life really oh yeah i'm so into it i, I go to a place near my place that that they bake them there and they, mm. they lay the chocolate and it's like yeah it's these Russians decadent. they take it to another level they take it to another level they they also put chocolate chips on top of the croissant oh, stop it so they Shut they, they fill the inside of the croissant with chocolate chips it's melted down when they cook the croissant and then they put chocolate chips on the top and then it's like a shiny glaze yeah. and you you bite into it and it's like oh Christ yeah next level next level from the place that was in the delta terminal which was also next level yeah that was great man that was great you know and the thing is about about eating that rich food too is that now like for me i love food too i I'm always get, i get so much pleasure from food if i work out the way i've been working out now where i'm you know do, doing like pretty hard workouts i feel that thing where it's like 
your reward. Oh, yeah, I can eat anything, you know, which Tommy, I can't, but I do. Reward yourself, Tommy. Yeah. Oh, Tommy, eat a 16, waiting. eat a 26 ounce ribeye right now. And it's then, waiting for you, Tommy. Butter, butter on your ribeye. How about a little butter? Oh, yeah. A little garlic butter? Yep. Let it melt in there. <sighs> Cut into that flesh and have that butter, dip it in the butter. Lobster mac and cheese with truffle oil and breadcrumbs. Oh, how about different kinds of cheese, too? Oh, yeah. Multiple different oh, cheeses. Dirty <sighs> Yeah, a good mac and cheese, like a really like tastefully done gourmet mac and cheese, is fucking hard to pass up on. Where when you pull in the mac up, the cheese strings, the melted cheese is like clinging to the fork. It's like, oh. One of those, like TLC did one of those shows where, uh, you know, like the... The best mac and cheese places in the country. I almost jerked off watching it. Like, it was so good. <laughs> like, it was so. I was. I was. I was so stuck on. I. I, I couldn't peel my eyes away from oh, the show. So good. I mean, there's places it. that just do mac and cheese. Mm, I bet they do. Those mm. fucks. I can yeah. taste it right now. No. Mm. <laughs> What are we doing? I miss that. <laughs> when I was gluten free, that was the thing that I missed was pasta. I miss linguine with clams. Like a good oh, linguine with yeah. clams is like that's how you know if a restaurant's for real. A, a legit Italian spot, right? A like, legit Italian restaurant has a linguine with clams. It's not a soup, right? Okay. Yeah. It's just like a little. It's a mild sauce, a white sauce with the linguine, just just where you can chew the linguine. It's got a little bit of a. A little mm -hmm. chew to it. Yeah. And then the fucking clams have to be fresh, and there's a little garlic and olive oil, and oh, Jesus Christ, it was good. I've been on this foodie kick on the road lately where I've been going, just trying to find the best restaurants in cities, and mm. every place seems to have a grilled octopus dish now. Oh, yeah. And I tear it up every time. Grilled octopus is very good. Yeah. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. I've ordered two in one place. I was like, bring out another one. They're like, I'm sorry. I'm like, bring it out again. <laughs> <laughs> that's Well, that's one of the things, though. You're doing really well now. You're starting to make a lot of money on the road. You're doing very well. And that's when the things you go, you know what? I want to treat myself. Oh, yeah. It's bad. I want to treat bad. myself. But I have, upped, I have upped my workouts much more. Yeah. You, yeah. you still working out with Jesus? I am. Working out with Jesus. Working out with him today. This evening. Yeah. I'm doing a night Tommy workout. has a, um, a trainer that will literally tell him how God wants him to work him out. Mm -hmm. God wants me to push you, Jay. Like, yeah. tell me the time when you came in, you were sick. Dude. <laughs> that's so bizarre. <laughs> it is so bizarre. And I, he, he dials it back sometimes, and I'll forget about it, and then it'll come up, and I'll be like, what? Like, so this time I was, I, he's one of those people, too, you know the, the person that makes you feel like you're lying when you're not? Yes. <laughs> like, he's one yes. of those people where, like, I, we had a, a workout scheduled, and I could feel like like a respiratory thing coming on, and I started to feel pretty bad. So I called him and I go, "Hey, I don't I don't think we should work out tomorrow because I'm starting I'm starting to come down with something. So we, we could do it like later. I think I should take a rest for a couple of days. Well, I mean, like you're sick. I'm like, well, I'm feeling like I'm getting sick. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe just like kind of gargle some uh, some like sea salt. And that's what I do. And then, you know, just get some sleep. And then, because, you know, if you just don't want to do anything, I'm like, dude, like, like, I'm not making this up, you know? Like, I, I, I feel. Yeah, there's like, that sort of tone. It's a tone of like. Accusatory. It's like an accusatory, yeah, it's an accusatory tone of like, I mean, are you just a quitter? Like, like, like that's what's <laughs> like behind it. And you're like, dude, all right. So the next day, 
I end up coming, and I go, hey, I think, uh, you know, I, 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 you could hear it in my voice. Like, I, you know, is it my chest? I go, I think we should just, like, stick to weights today. And he's like, yeah, because of, like, your lungs. I go, yeah, so we keep, like, my, from breathing really hard, you know, because it, it really doesn't feel good. I, I didn't feel well at all. And he's like, all right. So we start off, like, with some weights, and then, I don't know, like, 10 minutes in, he's like, bear crawl over to there, and then bear crawl back, and then do some burpees. And I'm like, all right. And I just start doing it. And, you know, then I'm, like, I'm breathing heavier, right? Because you're, like, doing cardio stuff. I'm starting to breathe heavier. And it makes me run downstairs. It's like, hit a heavy bag. And then it's like, just, just ups the, the workout. And so, like, 40 minutes into it, I'm like... Yeah, so much for, like, keeping the cardio down today, huh? And he's like, well, you know, I was doing that at first. And then I kind of started to push you a little bit, and you could do it. And then, I, you know, the Holy Spirit, he kind of, like, tapped me and was like, you know, like like a little tap on the shoulder, like, you know, right now, just pull back a little bit. So he'll let me know if, I, if I'm ever going too far. Like, he'll, he'll just give me, a, he'll give me, like, a warning. And I was like, all right, man. <laughs> Like I don't even know. Is this guy in your act yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta see. When am I? When can I see you again next? I haven't seen your act in probably like. When was the last time we worked together? Six months, well, maybe. No, because we did. Um, we did. We did. Ice uh, House. We did Ice House, but we did Vegas not too long oh, ago. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But that those are weird because like you're always everyone gets distracted like off stage, right? Like, yeah. Does I didn't see your set that time. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I just, you know. That's also a place where you can't see. That's the car theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't you get out there. You just did it, right? I just did it last uh, Friday. How was it? It was great. Crazy drunks. Crazy oh, drunks. Oh, my God. It was fun. It's always fun. But there's a lot of fucking maniacs in the audience this time. It was, it was really? pretty crazy. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, yeah, that it started right away. Ian Edwards went on stage. And, like, the first thing, they they just started. There was, like, a few people that were just hecklers. Yeah. They're just, they, you know what it was, too? It was a light weekend for the fights mm -hmm. there wasn't that many people there and it was a light weekend for my show and they gave away some comps and when they give away comps that's yeah. never good it doesn't matter if it's 2,000 seats mm -hmm. or a hundred seat place comps when they start they away, places yeah they gave, gave away a couple hundred free tickets wow that's all you need to do to go, yeah <laughs> like, then it goes crazy you're gonna have at least 20 animals you give away a hundred free tickets you got 10 animals now oddly enough the um the last the McGregor fight weekend that that was awesome that was beyond awesome and we were preparing for for it. massacre <laughs> like i really yeah really you were got, nervous <laughs> i did yeah cool. but they were great but also like it fed itself the nervousness was like we talked about i think it was just a real brief like could be real crazy tonight and that's all i needed to hear like i was just imagining 2000 irish drunks like fuck <laughs> like just screaming at me right. and so I, I was really like prepared for like oh this is gonna be bad you know yeah i went into it like that which maybe is why it was i felt so good yeah because it was the opposite of that well that was a great crowd though they were really yeah, they good. were a remarkable they were so good i mean it, it just like you would never have imagined there was 2000 people in that room 2000 plus or whatever the fuck it seats it it seemed like it, it was intimate like yeah. they were they were great Oh, but they dude, were just excited about that weekend. Too. You know what the Jesus trainer also did recently was uh, we were doing. There's a, there's a type of rack where you can squat, but it also has arms that go out this way, so you can. It basically puts it at hip level, so you right. can do like power cleans and stuff mm -hmm. off of it. So it's on there. The bar's on there, and he's having me change out, go up by tens. So it's like 
10 on each side and then 20 and 30 and 40 and 50. And I was like, should I use the bigger weights? Because we're just adding 10s. And he's like, no. Okay. And then he's like, you know what? Take them all off and now start putting on bigger weights. I'm like, all right. So I have six 10s like on each side. Right. You know? It's like, so I take those all off and I put 45 and then 25. And he's like, and then after a while, he's like, how's that? Good. We keep going up. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I go, what? And he's like, Holy Spirit was, uh, <laughs> told me that like, <laughs> to have you use the bigger weights for, for your wrists. I know sometimes you have a problem with your wrists. So I think by you moving around those heavier weights, it's better for your wrists. But it was the Holy Spirit that told him to have me stop doing the lighter weights and use the bigger weights. Do your wrists get sore? Sometimes, like sometimes, you know, um, my wrists, yeah, I think, I feel like I have like just weak wrists like in general mm -hmm. so I, I have sometimes i have some pain there or um like with with power cleans you know instead of like having them underneath like i have like a maybe a limited uh range with them like, oh, as far as like how far it goes back yeah so it it hurts <clears throat> sometimes and I'll, i've like suggested maybe i should get you know those straps wrist, wrist straps or something whatever we just, we just had conversations about it but you uh, know um what what can help as well is um there's uh, some mobility uh, exercises that you can That's do what I need. to stretch out your yeah. wrist. That could help a lot. Yeah. For most people, if you if you live your life up to a certain point and you've never really uh, pushed them, they have a limited range of motion mm -hmm. just based on it. Yeah. But you can you could change that range of motion with stretching. Um, another thing that can help the strength of them mm -hmm. is: uh, Do you ever have a roller? Do you know what that is? Like you have a uh, a stick and there's a long string on the bottom of it, and then you put a weight at the bottom of the string, and then you roll yep. it up. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah, Those yeah. are great for strengthening the wrist and strengthening the forearm, forearm as yeah. well. Those are really good for that. Have you ever read <clears throat> that forearm strength is hereditary? Is it? That's, that's what I've read. I don't know if it's if it's a true or not. Hmm. I mean, obviously you can work on it, but, but you know some people just have mm -hmm. that like natural, incredible strength, like forearm strength, like with a grip. grip. Yeah. Well, it's also the size of the hands. Yeah. You know, that, that is a big factor because yeah. if you have small hands, very difficult to have strong forearms or strong hands yeah. if they're small. If they're small. Well, it's like there's leverage in having a larger hand. Like guys who have like those big Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like yeah. Shaquille O'Neal must have like a grip of death. Like I, you shake Shaquille O'Neal's hand, my hand disappears in his hand. It yeah. becomes like a, a little yeah. child's hand. Yeah, yeah. I notice even in <clears throat> like his stature is not as big. You know, he's only like five, nine or ten. But that with, with Tyson... Oh yeah, but his 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 hand went around my hand. Well, he's got those wide it. fucking hammer fists. Yeah, you know, and when you have a thicker, like longer fingers, it's like in jujitsu. One of the things that uh, is a big advantage is having longer limbs. Mm -hmm. Like guys who are long, like this this guy Hodger Gracie. He's long and tall, and he finishes a lot of guys with arm bars and triangles and he has all this extra leverage because he has length right and for chokes guys with long arms are really good a lot of times at getting chokes off their back like triangle chokes and ch chokes from because they have more length of their bone they have like a longer f there's a long there's more leverage right. involved in you can that. get around some yeah, yeah. it makes sense with hands too like someone with like longer hands is more they can crush you more there's yeah. more there but like little hands like you're fucked. Like little, yeah. like people with little hands, very difficult for them to generate power. You can be fast, and yeah. there's a certain amount of power involved in speed. But like uh, George Foreman, one of the things that people like apparently George Foreman, I never shook his hand, but it's like shaking a canned ham. 
Oh, like, really? Just this fucking monstrous <laughs> yeah. club of a hand. Well, he was just, that was just a fucking sledgehammer that would come on. <clears throat> yeah, you. yeah, yeah. That's one of the reasons why. Yeah. But the human body, like, varies so much. I mean, there's so many different things that are definitely genetically, like, yeah. uh, it, it, they're advan advantageous. It's one of the weird things about the argument when it comes to steroids or no steroids or uh, performance enhancing drugs. Yeah. Like there are advantages just to being born with certain genetics. For giant, sure. Giant advantages. I have small hands. They're not tiny. They're not tiny, but they're pretty small. How big is your dick? It's pretty average. <laughs> I think it might be like, it might fit the actual measurements of the national American Societies for small penises. No, for for average dicks. For average. Yeah, not like that Mexican dude. How big do you think his hands are? How how if you could if you if you had his dick, it wouldn't be good, right? I bet Would his it? hands are like those big foam number ones. <laughs> <laughs> Would you want a dick like that? No. No. But if no. you could shape the perfect dick, listen. What measurements? Would you my have? dick could have been. A disaster. Everybody's yeah. dick could have been a disaster. I mean, yeah. We've all met people with birth defects. Yeah, and all sorts. Of, I'm very happy with my dick. But if you could shape, I'm good. If I you won't could, even enter this conversation. You want to enter the conversation? My dick's great. Yeah, I'm a fan. I like mine. I like it. <laughs> it can I be do. way worse, man. Yeah, yeah. Dudes have micro dicks, and there's not a goddamn thing in the world they can do about that. And that's and that is really fucking sad. It's so it's sad and it's real. It's and there's real. there's nothing they do. There's yeah. nothing they can do. <clears throat> we've all seen like. I went to see this guy once in a concert. He took his pants off and is, he's called, he calls himself Extreme Elvis. Mm -hmm. And part of his gag was that he has the, the tiniest dick you've ever seen. I mean, his dick is like, and I'm not bullshitting, his dick is like the bottom two digits on my pinky. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so small. And this guy would take off his clothes and he would- He was owning it, right? He was trying to just own it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that was the that thing. that sucks. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking talented as shit too. Yeah, really like really good singer, great band, and uh, it was a crazy show. He would um, he would take off his clothes and he would piss on the audience. He would pee on people. Um, he would uh, piss. Is this Gigi Allen? No, he had, he had this girl that he was uh, his. Uh, his was really she was small, a singer yeah. and she would take her top off. She had great tits too. She was pretty and she was talented. She was like a talented musician. And he would pee in her mouth. He's Come like, on, uh, he would man. say, who wants to drink the king's piss? She's like, I do, I do need piss in her mouth. What was his name? Extreme Elvis. Jesus, man. Because <laughs> Gigi, you've seen Stan Gigi Hope. stuff, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He would smear shit on people, right? Yeah, and he had a little dick. Yeah, well, and he, and he what would parade that shit around. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's where all the rage came from. I bet it has something to do with it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure it has something to do with it. A lot of people's rage comes from being fucked with. Yeah. And from also feeling the inequality. Yeah. You know, you feel like you got fucked. Like yeah. you got a shitty hand. Right. God damn it, look at these fucking two ones. Yeah. This motherfucker's got a full house. Yeah, that's true. Here, my best hand is fucking bullshit. God damn it. God damn it. That's life. Micro dick. Micro dick. And there's not a so damn thing they can do about it. For now. But the day they fix it, oh, we're going to have uh, a lot of those Mexican dudes around. Uh, do you ever see a bit I did used to do about big dick pills? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was one of my best bits. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> big dick pills, yeah. <laughs> but that, that well, is... Well, people are doing big dick surgery now, which... Oh, but it's not... It's, it's, I saw a thing one time... A video on it where like that shit looked so what happened on the video I saw the guy got like the the injections and everything it just looked um, 
like a like a rubber sleeve. Like there were no veins in it anymore. You know, it was just like, and I don't think it got hard. And it just was, it was big and doughy and 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 like like half full. It was like a bigger limp dick, but oh, God. then I, it, it looked fucking weird. So he would just like smack people with it. Yeah, check out this big I soft dick. I would fuck you, yeah. but you ain't smacking the face <laughs> with this dick. Smack. God. Yeah. 18 inches, though. They can't do a damn thing about a micro dick, which is amazing. They figured out a way to make it hard. That's one thing they figured out, boy. That changed the world. The guy who figured out Cialis and Viagra, yeah, that yeah. guy must have made so much fucking money. Oh my goodness! The uh, amount of money they must make yeah. doing that stuff. Oh my god! It's yeah. vasodilators, right? They figured out a way to, and you know those are banned from the Olympics. Do you know that? Really? Yeah. So they, they open your capillaries. Yeah. They, right? Well, they help performance. They yeah. they help your endurance. You I get think, more blood. Yeah, it just totally makes sense. Yeah. But I think that if you could figure out a way to actually make something where dudes' dicks grew, it would probably be the most the most lucrative investment ever yeah yeah there was there because everybody even if like you're thrilled with your dick <coughs> someone's like yeah. yeah it's fun just try one you're, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna buy it come on you, yeah, you had an inch yeah you wouldn't want another extra yeah. inch an inch yeah come on just you're yeah, like i'll take it you're happy with it right, right you're happy yeah. with your dick yeah. but are you thrilled yeah are you thrilled? And they start getting like agents as the salesmen. Like, you know, they're all salesmen. So it's like, get fucking all the agents in there and being like. Speaking of lucrative, I was with, with Ian Edwards this weekend and uh, Greg Fitzsimmons. And uh, Ian and I were uh, flying home and we were at the terminal. And we ran into this girl that uh, Ian knew uh, from the store. And apparently she's a stripper. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, uh, we were sitting down having a coffee and she asked if she could sit with us. I said, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, sit with us. And so she started talking about working at uh, Spearmint Rhino, mm -hmm. stripping and this and that. And, and she worked this weekend. Yeah, yeah. And she was coming back, and you know, she was just talking. Oh, you know, everybody was cheap and this and that and that and this. And then she said she was uh, working with this girl. <laughs> She's working with this girl, and the girl. Uh, and I go, how, I go, what percentage of the girls that you work with are willing to have sex uh, with guys for money? Mm -hmm. And she's like, um, there's quite a few. She goes, I work with this one girl this weekend who was like, how lucrative do you get? And she goes, what? She goes, how lucrative do you get? Because I get, I be getting lucrative. <laughs> 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 and, and she goes, well, what do you mean lucrative? She says, I, I'll, go, I'll go back to a dude's hotel room for $1,000. I get lucrative. <laughs> like, lucrative. Lucrative. And this girl uh, was married to a guy, apparently, that is not gay, uh -huh. but is a dancer. Mm -hmm. He dances for men, and he does. he's gay for pay. Yeah, he's gay. It's a her guy. husband is her husband. He's gay. Will, will let, like, five guys run a train on sure. him. Sure. <laughs> it's so fucking hey, unacceptable. D dude, hey, one night, he doesn't have to work for the rest of the month. Okay. How's that? How... <laughs> How's your sleep? Are you sleeping well? Is everything good? Okay. <laughs> okay. Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> he's lucrative. Uh, he's real lucrative. <laughs> I saw that, like, uh, MTV. Oh, MTV Real Life thing. They did that with a guy where he was like, I'm not gay. And these six guys, I'm about to blow these six guys. <laughs> oh, 
I on saw camera. that. I saw that. Dude, and they were all clowning him. Do you remember that? Yeah. Because they were all openly gay, yeah. and they were like, dude, you're sucking our dick today. Right. And he's, he's like, like, I'm getting fucking, I'm getting yeah. super lucrative And today. he had a girlfriend, too. And his girlfriend yeah. was like, I don't like it, but it's what his job <laughs> what? is. And his girlfriend was like kind of homely, and he yeah. was a good looking guy. Yeah, yeah. And, he's, and I remember the line that he had to say in the video, anal sex is the bomb. <laughs> That's what he had okay. to say before these sure. dudes ran a train on him. <laughs> Fuck, man. He's just getting lucrative. Getting lucrative. How lucrative, How lucrative you, get. you get. I I get pretty lucrative. Oh, man. <laughs> How how crazy does shit get in a Vegas strip club on fight weekend? This girl, man, I was just... I wished she, we had more time. Yeah. So she could tell me more crazy yeah, stories more like lucrative that. more lucrative stories. <laughs> just the term. How lucrative do you get? <laughs> What's that, um... Stripper... There's Ugh. a stripper feed, like what strippers said or something. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn That's it! That's pretty funny. I, I, I met those. One of the guys that is who works for that feed has a buddy that fights uh, in the UFC, and so I, I go back and forth with that dude sometimes on, uh, on Twitter because I follow them. Yeah, stripper genius. Yes, yes. It's some of this shit is hilarious on that feed. I can't wait to be completely done dancing because I'm sick of digging my fucking T-bar out of my ass crack all night. Um, that's kind of mild. Yeah, that's mild. But there's some good ones in there. There's some good ones in here. Stripper genius. Follow that on, on the Twitter. I'm with my new guy, so no more masturbating for me. Okay. Here it is. <clears throat> Maybe if you ate a burger, you'd have some ass and titties. I've done cocaine with a lot of rock stars. Too many, really. I'm sorry if my breath smells like tomatoes and liquor. I like that. Uh, uh, there are two. There's too many bitches and not enough sluts. Amen, sister. Fucking booty calling a hoe just to get bitched out is depressing and amusing. All right. It's like a dick for some pizza right now. These are all good. <laughs> They're not bad. Yeah. There's good ones in there, but you got to yeah. fish for them. Yeah. They should post less... It's quality over quantity. Right. Because some of those are just not that interesting. Yeah. But some of them are. But the good thing is, they're all real. Like, they're not like, there's, it's not like a comedy writer who's like trying to find out what the funniest shit that a stripper could say. So they should use that on Stripper Genius, though. How lucrative are you willing to get? Uh, please. <laughs> How lucrative do you get? <laughs> I get put in lucrative. Oh, man. You hilarious. imagine a girl with like a Rosie Perez accent. Yeah, 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 that's the perfect person to say it. I get real lucrative. How, how lucrative are you willing to get? Get back in the day. Yeah. Put that phone down, Tommy. Okay, okay. You're addicted. You're searching for more, right? Yes, yeah, super addicted. Ari Shafir has a really good fucking point. I'm not following him into the abyss of, of the flip phone, but he's like, in, in the morning, in the morning, I would waste a half an hour. Every morning, I just get up, I check Facebook, I check my Twitter. He's right. Yeah. He's right. I do it. I take my morning shit. I get excited. Bring that phone into the bathroom. I do the exact go. same thing. <laughs> that shit. I'll walk towards the bathroom and be like, oh, I forgot that yeah. shit. Turn around. Because there's some people's Twitter feeds that are fun. I want to follow yeah, them. I don't want... fun. And there's always like some new news story. Sure. Or some interesting thing that's going on. I get most of my news from a Twitter feed. You know? In the bathroom. Yeah. Because I'll follow breaking news, New York Times. Like, what's, yeah. going, what's going on right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like R.I.P. Wes Craven. Fuck, that's how I found out Wes yeah, Craven Yeah, exactly. Died. Oh, the, the trending stuff, for sure. That's how I found Robin Williams died. R.I.P. Robin Williams. I was like, what? Yeah. No way. That one didn't feel real. Yeah. I remember I saw that written down. Oh, man. R.I.P. Robin Williams. I was like, what? It's crazy that one year just passed on that. I couldn't believe it. Uh, it yeah. 
It flew, right? Yeah, it did. That's one thing that you'll find, especially once your kid is born. Time accelerates every year quicker. Yeah. Every year. like Your kids were babies, Like I feel like, yesterday. Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah. And your kids, it's going to be the same thing with you. And then one day they're going to be off to college or off, you know, being an adult. How old now? How old are you? Seven and five. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's it's real weird watching other people's kids grow up too, and also here's another thing that's weird: watching people's bad parenthood skills manifest themselves in their kids. You see it. I have a friend who's got a fucking eight year old that still sucks his thumb, and he thinks it's okay. He's like, it's no big deal. I go, no, it's a big deal. Like your kid's sucking his thumb. Yeah. Like he's this is not like healthy behavior. You're not supposed to be sucking your thumb when you're eight. Yeah. Your no, kid's gonna get fucked too, with. Yeah. He's gonna get fucked with by other kids in school yeah. if he's not already getting fucked with. Like that's just weird. You start. Um, I started paying attention more. You know, you start to key into things more. Mm-hmm. Like we're at a restaurant and now when we see like you're sitting next to a table, where it's a family, and they have the kid and the kid's like seven, eight, and he's on an iPad. Mm. Um, with the volume up, so uh-huh. either watching a video or playing a game, and you're hearing, pew, 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 and you're sitting, you're like, they are teaching him that that's okay, like, be entitled, be oblivious. I'm like, how are you not telling him we're in a restaurant right now? You know, at least if you're gonna check out and play games, bring the. No one wants to hear the explosions. Yeah, but you, I start to pick up on that more, like. There, that, that's why that when that guy grows up and he's oblivious to like, whoa, what's everyone's problem? That I'm doing fucking whatever I want, no matter who's around me all the time. Because they put it in him. They let him know that it's okay. No one told him, like, no, you have to be considerate of the people around you. Well, electronics are so unnatural, too. Uh, uh, we all love them. You know, everybody loves a, a good movie or everybody loves to look at their phone or check their email. It's for whatever reason, it's compelling. But they're so unnatural that when you're all sitting around a dinner table and there's five people and everyone's like staring at an iPad. You see it all the time now. Yeah. At least a phone. Yeah. You know, but for little kids, what it is is their kids are hard to tune into. Right. They, they, they care about shit you don't give a fuck about. Like, uh, I took my kids out for uh, breakfast this morning, mm-hmm. and uh, we're sitting around, and we're, we're coloring. You know, a lot of times when you uh, go to a restaurant, they have a kid's menu. Right. And they give you some crayons. So we're drawing, you know, and they want to, but she's like, can I play with your phone? I'm like, no, let's just do this. Let's mm-hmm. just do this. Let's mm-hmm. do this. But that fucking phone is better. What age do you give them a phone? I don't know. That's that? a good question. That's a good question. I think that age changes. When, uh, right. <clears throat> yeah. The, you can, there's a new thing that they have for kids. It's like a, a wristband, like a, like almost like a watch type thing mm-hmm. that has a tracking device on it tell you where your kids are all the time and there's a button they press on it where it will call you only you it's on a phone but it'll call you like dad you left me over by pirates of the caribbean i'm lost and then you got to go find your kid they have that yeah wow they have that wow that's cool and then like that's step one then your kid's gonna be calling you all the time yeah pressing that button dad i hate second grade it's bullshit (laughs) dad dad i don't want to go to school dad you're gonna get that a lot (sighs) <sighs> or not. Maybe they love it. That's true. Yeah, they could. The idea that a kid is supposed to be thinking about what they want to do for their future, though, is crazy. Like, there's people that are prepping their kid for whatever I remember that. Future. I remember kids I went to school with that were being prepped for med school in, in elementary school. So I think it's kind of fucked up for you and I more than anybody else, especially because 
we actually love what we do and yeah. what we do is so discouraged yeah true like yeah nobody says tommy you should really be a stand-up comedian no just start fucking with your teachers now yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there any kid in class that really stands out as being annoying yeah just yeah. Can you imitate him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start imitating him and yeah. put him in ridiculous scenarios, like yeah. in Napoleon's army. <laughs> yeah. You know, put yeah. him, put him. In, <laughs> start doing impressions. If you think of something funny to say in a really serious moment in class, just blurt that shit out. Yeah, yeah. that's if you can get a laugh in class. That was the shit. math class. Oh, that was the greatest thing. Of we all had time. A, a thing in when I was in fifth grade, where, like, if you got in trouble in the first part of the day, you didn't get to, get to go to recess. You know, and, that, and recess is like everything. Recess is like, hey, do you want to go to Fiji to adults? Right? Like when you're a kid, <laughs> they're just like, recess is the fucking shit. And I remember like biting my lower lip, be like, oh, if I say this, I'm gonna go, we get taken out of recess. But then I'd be like, ah, just say it anyways. And then it's like no recess, you know. But like it was worth it to to make everybody in stupid class laugh. I wasn't funny in school, like with things I said, but I would draw things mm -hmm. that were funny. I would draw cartoons. Like we had this guy, Mr. White. Mr. White was crazy. He went to Vietnam <clears throat> and uh, bad things happened to him over there. Really? Apparently, yeah, he was shell-shocked. That's what we used to call it back then before they used to call it PTSD. Mm -hmm. But uh, he was a, a real tiny guy. He was like 5'2". So every time I would draw him, I would draw him standing on a box or standing on a, a chair or standing on a stool. And he would... Uh, like someone asked for a pencil once and uh, he goes, you want a pencil? He goes, come here, come over here. And he takes the drawer from his desk, he yanks it out. It's got pencils in it and slams it on the ground. And he goes, take one of those pencils. Holy shit. And everybody was like, what the fuck? And we all knew that this guy had been to Vietnam. Like this, yeah. he would talk about it occasionally, you know? That's pretty terrifying to do the... <clears throat> He was, you know, in a good school system, too. This yeah. was Newton South High School, okay? So Newton South High School was like, they did bus kids in from bad neighborhoods, and that, that was an issue because they, they did bring these kids in from, like, Dorchester and Mattapan, like, really bad neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and there was definitely a, a, a difference between yeah. those, and everybody was like, like these lambs of these uh, suburban lambs and then these uh, urban wolves that would come into the city. But it wasn't too bad, you know, like it wasn't like gangs or anything crazy. And this was like, I went to high school, I graduated in 85 and that was before like rap music. Mm -hmm. It was before like straight out of Compton and yeah. all that crazy shit where, where things like escalated. Right. Like violence and like rap music, no matter what anybody says, absolutely perpetrated like a different sort of acceptable mentality or uh, a, a different sort of behavior that they aspire towards. That wasn't going on when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. So when I was in high school, like Sugar Hill Gang was like the big thing. Right. That was like junior high school. I said hip, hip hop, hop hip, hip to the hip, 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 hip hop. It, was, it wasn't that kind of the, the kind of music that was, you know, it just wasn't gangster rap right like gangster rap sort of changed big things. bank hank um forget what my point was uh they, they were just they weren't that bad and this guy so this guy mr white was growing up in this neighborhood right and in this neighborhood it really was you know it wasn't it wasn't like a dangerous place sure but, but he would fucking freak out and 
He was a good dude, though. He was a really nice guy, and he was a very smart guy, too. Like, I had some really interesting conversations with him. He was very aware, but he just had a trigger that well, He took a joke really well, though. I'll tell you that, man. He never got upset at my cartoons. Really? He laughed. Thought they were funny, man. He was I a remember, smart dude, but... It's, it's funny when you grow up to think of your teachers as people, as opposed to, like, when you're a student and a kid. Yeah. You, teachers are like, you know, you don't imagine your parents are people. They're your parents, mm -hmm. and teachers have like that special place that like that's Mr. White, you know. Yeah. And, that's, and you say their like their names, like I don't know, like it just. Then you grow up and you're like, oh, that was a miserable fucking guy. Like he yeah. hated. Like I remember teachers that were just hate, like clearly hated teaching. You know. Yeah, hated there was life. a lot of those, man. Yeah, there was a lot of there's, you know. There's no money in it. There's no money in it. You imagine just dealing with a new crop of asshole teenagers oh, every year that don't give a fuck about you. But I, you know, one of the things that really bummed me out, man, was people that would say like negative shit to kids and not realize the impact that negative shit has on yeah. them. Like, uh, I, uh, I've told this before, I think, when I was in, uh, this was the only laugh I think I ever got in high school in, in a class, but I got kicked out for it. My teacher, uh, she was black and she had a terrible accent and she was teaching, teaching math mm -hmm. and, uh, I was not paying attention and, uh probably talking and she goes mr rogan would you like to come up here and do both of these questions for this class and uh i said would you like me to do both of those questions and the fucking it was just like there was like a pause like no he didn't and then uh -huh. like everybody started and then she and she goes you know get she kicks me out and she goes don't laugh go ahead you know mr rogan is going nowhere in life i'll tell you this right now and then she kicked me out of class. I remember thinking that, like, what a rude thing to say to a 14-year-old who, by the way, you may be teaching math, but yeah. you might want to work on, work on English. Yeah. Because that's not how you say both. Yeah, You don't yeah. say both. There's not an F in there. So when you say <laughs> both, and I all F -F. I did was say, would you like me to do both of those questions? Yeah, yeah. I said it the way you talk, and I got in trouble for that. Right. Well, that seems pretty fucking ridiculous. Yeah. If you're accent is so bad that all I have to do is imitate it and it gets a giant laugh in the class you know what I did and I know what I did mm -hmm. and the whole class knows what I did I corrected your shitty way of talking yeah and that got me kicked out and not just kicked out like I'm going it's a fucked up life. thing to say it's a fuck I remember it didn't work but it could have I, I know I'm, I witnessed a teacher tell a kid um, you're nothing and you're not going to amount to anything and it was in a moment of rage. Like I could see Whoa. the kid had just gotten in big trouble. So it was like he was flipping out. But what did the kid get in big trouble for? He, we were on a, um, uh, like a school trip and he had fucked around with the air conditioning at, at a public place. Like, and he, he said it, he said, he said it at 90. So he said the heat <laughs> on, but he was kind of a, he was a troubled kid. Right. And this teacher said that to him, man. I remember all of us that were in the room, because we weren't all, it was only like 10 of us when this guy came in to like, to, to yell at him. We all just stared at the ground because it was, he was, he was so full of rage when he said it to this kid, but he really went, I mean, he went in hard. I'm not even doing a fraction of it. And he was like, you're not shit and you're not going to amount to shit. Ooh. We were all like, what the fuck? Yeah. He's treating that kid like a grown up. Yeah. How old were they? The, the the kids yeah we were we were uh, I think juniors in high school so we were oh, we were okay. old 15s. enough yeah yeah but like 
It still was fucked up to say. That's fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) Fucked up, man. Ooh. That's 16? Yeah. 16. 16 to 17. God. Yeah. Yeah, Well, you know what, man? Some of those guys are just, it's, there's PTSD in being a teacher too, man. For sure. The amount of stress and pressure that you have to deal with. And then you're trying to raise your family and everything on that bullshit salary that you get. Bullshit salary. Yeah. That's why when you get a good one, it's so memorable. I had a really, really good English teacher. A really yeah. good English teacher and a really good Spanish teacher. The English teacher was so nice. She was so nice and everybody loved her and they got psyched when they got her. Yeah. Because she was like, she would talk. Like she was an older lady. When I was in high school, I got to imagine she was probably in her late 50s to early 60s. And uh, she would talk about sex and she would talk about like romance and, uh, you know, like how, you know, she was like talking about like, literary works and then she would talk about how it applies and like what you're going to experience in your own life Mm -hmm. there's going to be times in your own life where you just think that this is everything and this person's everything to you and and those are wonderful moments she goes but they're transient and sometimes they go away especially when you're young you're young and you're having sex with each other and people and people are like what the fuck is she saying yeah yeah. we couldn't believe it she's saying we're having sex and she's like and then you know that person might have sex with somebody else and you're just going to be devastated but maybe they're just going to love you more once they do that you know what maybe they'll make that mistake and then they'll just make them appreciate and accept you more but some people can't they can't deal with that they can't deal with that and i remember her saying that i was like whoa this is deep shit that's for pretty like deep high school english class this yeah. old ladies talking about fucking people <laughs> yeah <laughs> and cheating yeah too. And jealousy and everything yeah. and how silly it all was and how in perspective but she was tr- trying to you know give us like some i forget what the work that she was referring to like what what book we were talking or what uh, stories we were discussing that made her uh, bring that up but I remember thinking like wow this lady just dropped some experience knowledge like I never forgot her saying that like that you know when someone leaves you or someone cheats on you it'll feel like the most devastating thing ever but they might really just feel better because of like they might love you more because of that it might be better for your relationship after that's over she went through some shit man. yeah she must have yeah she must have but it was the way she was describing it to the class I had a great I had a great Spanish teacher too. Spanish teacher was awesome. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he was like friendly and fun, but then after I graduated, I found out that he was banging students. Whoa. Yeah. That's why he was so friendly. Yeah, he banged one of my friends. Wow. And she was 17. Yeah, she started he started banging her like as she was a senior in high school. I like I think he banged her a little bit as she's graduating That's too. Balls. Was he American? Before. Yep. Yeah. How old was he? He was a handsome guy. Um, mm, I wish I knew. I would have to say, oh, shit, you know, obviously I was 17, so he was an adult. I would say he's in his 20s, maybe. Oh, okay, so that's <clears throat> relatively a young teacher, though. Yeah, probably like 20. I mean, graduated from college, right. so he has to be like 24. But he's not 54. Like, no, you know I mean? not like... he's probably 30, like 29, 30, okay. some, somewhere in that range. But I was surprised he was banging 17-year-olds. I was like, oh, Jesus, hey, man. buddy. I mean, look... In perspective, if he's 43 and the girl's 30, it's nothing. Right, yeah. But, but, but yeah. Yeah. And your students are different than... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did, did he last long there? Do you know if he's... I don't gonna, remember. No. I don't know. I don't... You know, I, I, once I was gone, I was gone, man. When I was... When I graduated from high school, I fucking 
graduated. I mean, I never even went back and got my diploma. I didn't go to my graduation. Really? I didn't even want it. I was like, I don't want to have anything to do with this place. I just wanted to be free. Get out of there. I wanted to be. Fr- I just. I just knew whatever they were selling, whatever they were pushing, whatever tr- what whatever mold they were trying to get me to fit in, it was unacceptable. And I had to figure out what I had to like detox from whatever they did to me. And it wasn't their fault. It's like they're just teaching. That's what every what every kid experiences when they're tr- when they're being forced into doing something they don't want to do, along with the pressure of growing up, along with the pressure, uh, you know, whatever your parents are putting on you, what expectations your your family might have. And with me, there's a lot of expectations with the ki- the people that I knew. Like a lot of the kids that I was going to school with, they were all set up for college, and they all had these ideas of what they were going to do, and I was lost. I was like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was competing in martial arts tournaments, but I knew there was a like, limited amount of future with that. I was like, where can I take this? You know, I knew that eventually, if I kept going too, I was gonna get brain damage. I was I'm probably already getting a little bit of it, but I was like, this. If I keep going, this, I'm gonna wind up fucked in the head. Like, I'm, I'm gonna wind up slurring my words or something. Really? Fuck yeah, for sure. Especially once I started kickboxing. So, but I also knew that a job, like a job job, like an office job, fucking unacceptable, man. I can't do it. I, I just won't. I, I don't, I have too much energy or I have too much impatience or something. I mean, just not, I'm not going to be able to sit down. So I, I just had to wait until I got out of there to try to take a deep breath. I took a year off, didn't do anything for a year. Just worked, worked and competed. Mm-hmm. And um, then I started going to uh, Boston or uh, UMass Boston for uh just like they had like a continuing education program like you didn't have to take your sats yeah i I never took my sats yeah so i just went and i did that for three years and then i was like what i'm I'm just wasting my time yeah fucking complete waste i fucking i i knew that in an office it it would be i think my literal death i could feel (sighs) the depression of it setting in you know like all especially because it was i think it's a lot of it it's not that working in an office is the worst it's that it wasn't meaningful work. It wasn't anything that I cared about. Any, right. Any of the office jobs I had were just something to do because you're supposed to have a job. And What did you, you think you wanted to do when you were in high school? Like when you're like, okay, knew, Tommy, you're 17, you're about to graduate. What do you want to do? I knew I wanted to do comedy. but I Really? Did, yeah, but I didn't know I wanted to do stand-up. I, I really thought that, I think it's because what's accessible or what seemed accessible or like the thing that I responded to was watching movies, you know, and t- so I thought I would be a... A comedic actor of some kind you know like that's what I thought who was your favorite um I loved I mean I loved like the you know Belushi no Aykroyd I liked him I liked uh, Bill Murray a lot and I liked uh, Eddie Murphy like those were kind of like, like my two favorites as, as a kid of course you know so like I thought everything both of their schools are like their their styles are really different but to me they were like the really the and Chevy Chase and stuff like those guys were like the funniest fucking guys to me. Whatever happened to Bob and Doug McKenzie? Bob and Doug McKenzie. Do you remember the Honey I Shrunk the Kids guy? Oh the fucking yeah, guy with the glasses. Yeah. And then there was the other. They had a was show. It, isn't that Rick Moranis? Yes. Or, he he quit acting. What happened with that guy? He he quit acting because he just didn't want to be. That's what I read. He didn't want to be in uh, in the. In, he thought the business was ridiculous. Yeah, well, there's a lot it. of people that feel like that. Yeah, he you just get stopped. to that certain point where you just like, don't want to have anything to I do. I think with he like anymore. he moved to like a you know just off not off the grid really, but like just away from L.A. and 
just done. Done. Just what done. What he does for a living? I did too. I wonder. I forget. I read an article about him about how he just starring in movies and then was just like fuck this over it. It's interesting that that some some people do they have that wake up moment where like okay well, this is not what I wanted to do. It's not what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm doing it, I got to get out of this. Yeah, I mean, if you're working entertainment too, especially like on the the acting you know directing side of thing like if you're like one of the i could see how there's so much nonsense involved oh, on the, yeah. in the business side of that that it's very at some point i could you know you could be very talented and not be working at it and be like what am i doing just trying to get into the system you know yeah well it seems unattainable yeah and when things seem unattainable you think you want them right you know right 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 yeah, you think you do. Well, that's what I think happens to a lot of people when they get that reality show fame. Mm -hmm. You know, they think, they look at it, they're like, if I was famous, boy, everything could be great. And then, you know, you wind up being one of the housewives that's like on the cover of the magazines. And then you realize how many fucking people hate you. Yeah. And the, the, the anger. Urgh. Have you ever like seen like the TMZ comments when one of those like real housewives gets in trouble? <sighs> Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. You're hated. Yeah. Monsters out there that are yeah. focusing their rage for whatever disappointment they have in their life on you because you're the chick on the housewife with the fake lips. And to a certain extent, too, <coughs> it just, it's the, this is something more in, like, rel like they became about in the last, I feel like, 15, 20 years, which is that um, being famous for the sake of being famous. Yeah really is a curse you know it's it's a it's a highly pursued thing now where people are just like being famous has got to be the best thing ever but when there's nothing behind the reason that you're known i feel like that's just an a, a fucking empty black hole but is it a mu as much of a black hole as growing up in poverty in a bad neighborhood in la like if you look at those kids that you saw in those projects that are in this trap yeah they're stuck in this awful neighborhood crime infested yeah. community is that a worse life or is it a worse life to be Kim Kardashian where everybody just shits in your mouth everywhere you go? <laughs> well, they shit in her mouth as she gets on a Gulfstream G650. Exactly. You know, so it's like, yeah, it's like I, I understand the the. But question. to her face, too. Do you yeah. think do you think People to her mean. face they're mean? I bet they're not. No, they're not. I bet there's a lot of ass. She's had some mean. She's had some mean things probably yelled at her, but there's no way people are as brutal as they are online as to her face no way yeah even those people that are brutal to her online yeah. if they met her and they were in front of her yeah that's why the the interaction with people online is like so flawed yeah i was reading a mean blog about someone the other day and i was like i wonder what this person how this person would feel if they were sitting down with this guy having a conversation with him yeah like i wonder if they would write if they would say the same type of shit that they wrote when the person can respond it's like the blog, writing a mean blog about someone is really like the coward's way out. It really right. is in a right. lot of ways because you're you're addressing someone that can't address you back in some sort of a, well then again so is shitting on them in a in a podcast or shitting sure. on them doing stand up. Yeah. At least well that's I was going to say at least we're trying to be entertaining, but I guess they're trying to be entertaining when they write a blog too. Yeah, they are. They're trying to get something out of them. Um, we were talking before the show about that girl who made that video about fat shaming. Yeah, yeah. I, I only know about it because I saw a tweet. Um, yeah. I, again, going back to like the entertainment of it, like I saw a tweet. I saw the response video that uh, Sean Halpin made. 
I haven't pretty, seen that. It was pretty funny, man. It was play, really funny. Let's let's play that. The, first of all, I watched part of the video this morning. I, 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 it should have been edited. I got I got her point after like the first few minutes. Yeah. But I thought it was it was good. It was okay. You know. Yeah. Well, she's I, hot. You know. She's hot. That's part of the problem. Right. She's shitting on fat people, and she's got a perfect body and a beautiful face and yeah. big old titties. Yeah. Hi. But, but this is like you know. I guess she makes. I don't know YouTube videos. Yeah, but well, look, there's a fucking business in making these goddamn YouTube for videos. Sure, there are. The Comedy Store uh, next door, they have that hotel where they use the side of the hotel as a billboard mm -hmm. and they paint stuff on it. Mm -hmm. There's a huge one that was all just this YouTube page for this girl that I don't know who she is, but she has two million followers on YouTube, and YouTube has decided to take out giant billboards on the Sunset Strip that show. People that have more than a million followers, so they have like X amount of million. Wow. Yeah, and there's she has more than one. This one girl, I, wow. I don't remember her name at all, but like it's her with like some cheese puffs. I don't, you know, it's like it's trying to be wacky, but there's uh, there's several of them. I've seen several. So there's if you can be entertaining, like this girl hit the fucking jackpot with this video because yeah. we're talking about it. Right. It's on Twitter. A lot of people are talking about it. Um, Sean Halpern, doesn't Sean Halpern. By the way, Halpern? I'm not Sean Halpern, if anyone's watching You're this. You're way better looking than him. I don't give a fuck what <laughs> everybody says. <laughs> let's let's play it. Let's see what uh, the, their response. Got my Kesha hair today. You don't know if this is hairspray or semen. No, pretty sure that's semen. Dear fat people. Yes, what do you have to tell us? Ah, some people are already really mad at this video. Yeah, because I'm mad about your shitty act outs. Ah! <laughs> what are you going to do, fat people? I'm going to sit here and wait for you to tell me a hacky fat joke. What are you going to do? Wait, wait, are you going to chase me? Really? You're going to chase me? No, I only chase after taco trucks and people that are relevant. It's going to be like fucking Frankenstein. Frankenstein wasn't fat. He was slow. Uh, oh, oh, I see what you're doing. You're comparing. Someone took a comedy class. Yeah, can you act out being a zombie so we can get the whole sci-fi crowd and nerds behind you? I can get away from you by walking at a reasonable pace. Is that a snake? Oh, no, it's just your lisp. Frankenstein? Not so fast. Zombies have apparently gotten faster. Oh, we're talking about zombies now? You're way off from your original message. I watched like three episodes of The Walking Dead and not being slow myself in the Big brain. Big Yeah. That's all I'm looking at. Realize that every single episode is exactly the same. What, you mean killing zombies? That's what the show's about, dummy. Oh no, they need something, but it's all the way over there. Where the zombies yeah, are? Yes, because that's what the, the giant... show's about. And why is this being shot like an American apparel ad? Fat shaming <laughs> is not a thing. Fat shaming? It's not a thing? Why don't you tell that to the teenagers that killed themselves because people are fat shaming them? Oh, you can't, because they're dead. Fat people oh, made that shit. Up. Yeah, it's probably made up. Probably made up by the same person that told you you have talent. That's the race card with no race. Oh, now you're bringing race into it. Oh, and can I get a shitty act out? Yeah, but I couldn't fit into a store. That's discrimination. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, no, that means you're too fat and you should stop eating. Hey, hey, can someone shut this bitch up? Drop that shitty act out! Everybody just needs to make more sense! There's a race card, there's a disability card, there's even a gay card. A race card, a disability card, a gay card, 
This bitch better not have a SAG card. Because gay people are discriminated against. Wrongfully so. No way. The gay card's covered in glitter. It's fucking magical. Oh, I hope you choke on a glow stick. I hope somebody beats you with a unicorn. I hope somebody takes those three cards you're talking about and shoves them up your- Are you gonna tell the doctor that they're being mean and fat shaming you when they say you have fucking heart disease? No, because he's a professional. And he's saying it to my face. He's not on social media making dumb blanket statements. So I said, I'm not talking about people who have a little bit of cushion for the pushing. And if there's people watching this with a specific health condition, this is not aimed at you. You just talked about someone who might have heart disease. I'm talking about the 35% of North Americans who are obese. Spell obese. I dare you. I dare you. You got one letter right. That means you are so fat, you are affecting your own okay. health. Okay, yeah, I think She's we get it. not a doctor, but I bet she played one in a porno. Big bone isn't a thing. Never said it was a thing. Okay. Yeah, that sounds uh, great. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you make something like that, right? Yeah, of you course. You open yourself up to that, dude. When you make anything, you yeah. know, you're open. You're you're open. Like, you know, I've. Whoa, when, whoa, whoa! Does that say Damon Wayans defends Bill Cosby? Yeah, you didn't hear about that. Shut the fuck up! Oh, you should have heard. Hold should've... on a second. What is that? Hold on. Uh, this is, he was on the Breakfast Club the other day. Come on, just we'll, we'll just pull it, pull that up, uh, dude. That's that that can't be real. It was just on the the headline thing. You know, they have that little headline thing. Yeah, the drop down. I guess entertainment. Go to entertainment. Cecil the Lion Killer's back door. There it is. Damon Wayans defends Bill Cosby. After this, we're going to go to Cecil. He calls the accusers unrapeable. Oh, no. He didn't say yeah, that. Yeah. He did. No. Yeah. No. You know who else defended him? Who? Chuck D. Chuck D called him the, the, all the accusations against Dr. Cosby. That's what he said. Dr. Cosby. Which, by the by the way... First of all, he's not a fucking doctor. It's an honorary doctorate. You can't call him Dr. Cosby when a university gives you an honorary doctorate for fucking showing up and being nice. It gives a lot of attention and promotion. Did Chuck do university. that recently? Yes, very recently. Really? I was shocked. He was talking about the, the conspiracy against Dr. Cosby. Come on. No, I'm not, I'm not kidding. And I'm a huge Chuck D fan. Huge public enemy fan. But I don't know, man. Fuck, man. Tell the truth, Wayne said about his advice for the Cosby Show star. If I was him, I would divorce my wife, give her all my money, and then I would go do a deposition. I would light one of those three-hour cigars, and I'd have some wine and maybe a Quaalude. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just go off because I don't believe that he was raping. I believe he was in relationships with all of them. And then he was like, you know what? It's 78. It... Don't work like that no more. I can't get it up for any of y'all. Bye, bitches. And then they're like, oh, really? Rape. Was he just trying to be funny? I mean, this is I hard. it's hard. It's hard to See, know, yeah. Okay, Power 105's Breakfast Club. Is yeah. that that dude Charlemagne? Yeah. Is that, see, yeah. that guy is like, his whole show is like talking shit and like yeah, having yeah. fun. And, the God. Yeah. Yeah, so he's just trying to probably be... Wait, good. Funny. So he calls it's a money hustle. See, I think you should listen to this. I, this is one of those things where I, I definitely don't think that There's you should have full ever, audio of it for well, sure. Let's, let's play the audio because I don't think, like, I'm doing it a shitty version of it because uh, it's just like I don't think that he, um, you know, I can't. I, I have a really hard time believing that he actually said that. That's fucking crazy. Just find the actual uh, thing of it, and then we'll uh, we'll go back to it. 
Do you have the ability to only have the audio in your head so you can listen to it? No? What the fuck kind of a studio do we have here, if you, Jamie? If we need you to... do, uh, if you put, if you type in Breakfast Club, will it? Yeah. Well, I think he found it. He just has to um, isolate the audio. That's crazy yeah, that what? he said that, though. Jeez, that is career suicide. I think suicide. he was kind of serious, though, shit. because then he also, he also was like, yeah, I'll, I'll just let you play. It was, it was pretty crazy. Did you hear it? Uh, I read it. I read a full like transcript. I didn't hear it. It's hard because it's hard. Damon is really funny. Damon yeah, Wayans yeah, yeah. is one of the most underrated comedians like almost ever. Damon Wayans at one point in time, I know he got off of it and decided to like do more acting. He was in the last Boy Scout. He had made some like really big movies and he was doing real well and it was coming off of In Living Color mm -hmm. and he was on his way to he was on his way to superstardom to the point where he did um one one of his HBO specials, I think, was called Damon Wayne's Last Stand. Mm -hmm. And when it was over, he threw the mic down and said, like, this is my last stand-up I'm ever going to do. Mm -hmm. Boom. And he threw the mic down and walked away. And I remember thinking, like, well, you can't stop. Like, You're so he's, good. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. At the time, he was, like, one of my all-time favorites. And I just, you don't hear him doing stand-up that much anymore. You don't, you no. don't hear of it. I did a show, though, um, it was, like, probably nine months ago. At Flappers, mm -hmm. and then they're like, "Hey, uh, because it was like my show." They're like, "Do you mind if Damon Wayans does a spot next?" Hold on, hold on, hold on. And I go, "No." And he came in just to the spot before you. No, right after me. Oh, yeah, after yeah. it's fine. Yeah, but before you, that guy does long sets. Like he yeah. used to, he used to show up at the comedy store and like at the height of his fame, he would go up and do like forty-five minutes out of nowhere. He was doing like, um, he was really doing a workout set, like a real workout set, mm -hmm. and it was really funny. Like it wasn't like fully polished bits yet, but it was really funny. No, he fucks around a lot. Yeah. He takes a lot of chances. Yeah. He's funny, man. He yeah. he. I used to see him a lot when I was coming up at the uh, comedy store in the '90s, and uh, he would come by and do those long sets. And this was like, like I said, at the height of his stardom. But I think the sitcom world lured lured him away, man. Because that was crazy money. Yeah. Because he had that. What was that last sitcom that he did? That ran for like a while. It ran for a while. My wife and kids or something. Mm -hmm. That that ran for a while. But nobody gave a fuck about it. No. I mean, but, I'm sure the people watching it might have given a fuck about it, but in comparison to, like, what he's capable of with a stand-up? Yeah, yeah. It's no he's comparison. A yeah, he's a monster. He could have been, I think, one of the all-time greats. I really do believe that. I really do believe that. I yeah. think he could have been like Chappelle. I think he could have been right out there with all those but guys. that lure is strong when you're... Imagine what his quote was. Oh, yeah. He's going into that show. Stupid, stupid money. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's fucking hard, man. Yeah. They, they get lured into that. Or well, who knows, man? Maybe he just decided that's what he wanted to do. Maybe the idea of doing stand-up all the time wasn't appealing to him. Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, man. You know what? Yeah. But it's just, I, I see a guy like that, and I go, wow, that's kind of crazy, because he's, like, easily one of the all-times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. During the day. During the day. Back in the day. And then you see him now, and just, I never hear about him anymore. I never hear about him, like... Doing like a stadium somewhere. Or... They they said. I mean, I don't know if this was true, but I remember hearing multiple people talk, say that Eddie Murphy, when he stopped doing stand up, was saying that like I don't want to even have to compete with Damon Wayans. Like yeah. I heard people say that that that's what Eddie Murphy thought of Damon Wayans. That he was like that dude's the funniest fucking guy. Working. He was so good, dude. I remember seeing him nights at the comedy store with like fifty people in the audience, just crushing. Yeah, and be inspired, thinking, "Fuck, this guy's so just good." Naturally, like it's an overused term, but he's just a naturally funny guy, right? Like he's a guy I feel like that can just 
kind of talk about anything and be funny. Well, he works at it for yeah. sure. I mean, it's hard to say naturally funny when the guy's doing sets all the time. True, true. You know, we all know that that's the way that everything gets polished up. But yeah. I had heard that, I don't know if this is true, so I probably shouldn't even be saying it, but I had heard that he had installed a stage in his house. Come on. Yeah, that he put a, a stage, like he installed like a little mini comedy club in his house like to fuck around and practice. Really? Yeah. That sounds crazy. It, it does sound crazy, but why is that crazy, but someone installing a music studio in their house isn't crazy? That's true. I get, because I think it's the idea that you need, like, pretty much strangers to be at your comedy show you know like you need an audience mm -hmm. or a studio that's where you do your work doesn't matter where it's located like are you just gonna have people like rsvp to my house this weekend man well maybe he would practice in front of nobody and maybe he would uh have his family sit down and listen <laughs> who the fuck knows yeah practicing in front of nobody's kind of a weird thing right like i've heard people tell me a lot of times i've heard people go hey man i'm trying to get in the stand-up like what should i do and i'm like well, you know, get on stage. Like, I do it a lot. I'm like, where do you do it? Like, at home. Like, I'll, <laughs> stay, I'll stand in the front of the mirror and do it there. I'm like, oh. Like, I recorded, yeah, you need, a, you need an audience, man. I recorded all my ideas, like, as stand-up bits before I ever did them. Mm -hmm. I had, like, a tape recorder, one of those little press buttons, you yep. know, and you record. But it was, you know, when I was, I never even did stand-up yet so it was yeah. my idea of what stand-up should sound oh, like where with are those my tapes <laughs> where are those tapes oh, i'd love to get a hold of that <sighs> how's everybody doing how's everybody doing? <laughs> uh, it was awful i'm sure oh my but God. i only did it like before i did stand-up once i got did my first open mic night i stopped doing it do you record ideas still in your like your phone? Yes, I record ideas. But more often than that, instead of recording them, I do record them, but I talk into the uh, voice thing. I talk into uh, this, you know, you have the, vo the voice notes or the, um, the notes app. Yeah. You know, you could talk to it. No. Oh, dude, check this out. See this little button right here? Yeah. Tom Segura is a bad motherfucker. Bam. Oh, that's in notes? Yep. How the fuck have I ever done that? Oh, it's amazing. So it I'm is. in my car. If I'm in my car and I have an idea, I'll either record it, well, which I'll sometimes do, or I will just say the note, and it'll type it out for you. But there's some there's some stuff that's lost in like writing things down as opposed to like yeah. hearing it. So did you uh, isolate what he said? Okay. Joe Rogan yeah. just taught me how this shit works. Oh man, isn't that amazing? It's yeah. so accurate now. Yeah. 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 It would. Yeah. Now, what advice would you give Bill Cosby now if you could tell him this is what you need to do? Oh, as no. <laughs> <laughs> Did he say die? Die. No, tell right? the truth. I, I, if I was him, I, I would divorce my wife, wink, wink, give her all my money, and then I would go to a deposition. I'd light one of them three hour cigars. I'd have me some wine. And maybe a quaalude. <laughs> and I would just go off because I don't believe that he was raping. I think he was in relationships with all of them. Mm. And then he's like, you know what? It's 78. It don't work no more. I can't get it up for any of y'all. Bye, bitches. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> they're like, oh, really? Rape. Because, I mean, Do you think he had 40 50 years. Year relationships? 40 years. You Listen, how big is his penis that 
it give you amnesia for 40 years. Well, no, in all fairness, some women did come out previously. <laughs> some women did, did huh? go ahead previously and come out and, and give their stories, and we didn't hear. There's a couple of them right. that did, you know, decades, a couple of decades ago. So yeah, but he you, never was charged with anything. Right, but if you listen to them talk, they go, well, the, the first time, it, the first time, bitch, how many times did it happen? Yeah. Just listen to what they're saying. And some of them really is unrapeable. When you look, I look at them and go, "No, what? you don't want that." Get out of here! And Charlamagne gets up and he's no, laughing. He stops. Get, up, get out of here! No, but I and understand then, the dynamics well, of, 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 of people. They might have been hot in their younger days. No, you <laughs> can tell, dude. Some of, the, some of them were models like and actresses, but I understand the dynamic of people saying, "Well, why were you alone with him?" Or why were you in that room? Or why did you go upstairs with him? Yo, and then people crazy, people look at you in a certain way, and you're like, man, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe that's my fault. Look, look, I understand fame. I've lived it. Women will throw themselves at you. They want, you know, they just want to be in your presence. There's some that innocently will come up there, but not 40-something women. They're not that naive. He's talking about in 19... What, 65, he just walked in someone's dressing room and, and put his penis in their mouth? But then people are also looking at Bill Cosby and the persona that he has of, like, a mentor. Oh, I'm going to help you with your career. I'm, some of them were on the Cosby show and would come into his dressing room. Now, you know what Bill said, Cosby did wrong? <laughs> he started criticizing young black men. Yep. And then he lost us. Yep. And so we're not supporting him. And they see that opening. And so now, you know what? Attack him. Kill him. But the dude from Seventh Heaven, his show's still on TV. Yeah, that's, that's very true what you said because Woody what, Allen's making. Uh, is that dude from Seventh Heaven so, show still on TV? I thought they hey, pulled that. But I don't know. If it was hold my on, daughter, pause that real quick. Then I would. Is that? I think it's pulled. I think I got pulled. It got pulled a while ago. Oh, I thought. Yeah, is that true? When that I, I remember is when that, that the Seventh story, Heaven guy he Collins uh, right he actually admitted that he raped young girls right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he admitted that he had sexually molested young girls yeah let's see seventh heaven canceled well they stopped i thought they even stopped airing the the reruns yeah, yeah i'm pretty sure seventh heaven was canceled yeah 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 that's canceled yeah but that guy's not in jail right don't know i don't know stephen collins is yeah. his name let's see stephen but I think, uh, yeah, confesses sexual abuse. But that's December. Yeah, the last news of this was from over a year ago. Uh-huh. Wow. So it just, that's it. He got divorced. His divorce, this is the last um, piece of news, is that he got divorced. His divorce settled. And his confession tape. Wasn't that a part of the divorce? Like, the part of, like, why he uh, got caught was that his wife... She recorded him. Recorded it. Yeah. And she outed him because she was divorcing him. Well, who knows why she didn't. I hope she, you know, I hope she felt like he was a piece of shit, and that was part of the reasons why she yeah. did it. The settlement, a 50-50 split. As we previously reported, the pot is worth around $14 bucks. That guy had $14 bucks. What the hell, man? Imagine the poor woman living oh with some God. guy and he's fucking little kids. Little kids. God damn it. Yeah, that guy should be... It says the tape has made him unemployable and therefore he should be socked with a big spousal support tab. Oh, goodness. 
but they worked it out down to who got the front or the guy should be in jail period right mm. just in jail but this cosby thing like damon wayne's attitude about it is very strange i don't agree with him at all you yeah, know i mean he but what he said also what he said about Cosby uh, criticizing young black men. That's fucking absolutely the truth. He should have shut his fucking mouth about that. But he should have shut his fucking mouth about that not because he was raping women, just because it, it, it's none of your fucking business, like, who, who swears or who doesn't swear. You're denying the artistic integrity of, like, Richard Pryor or Dave Chappelle or but any I, of these guys who swear. I think he's also making a commentary about that Cosby was doing it to young black men in society because that was a big thing mm -hmm. for him in like the last yes. the last 15 20 years he even wrote a, a book with another guy but he was like you know that famous like pull your paint put mm -hmm. stop you, you have these ridiculous names he gave like mm -hmm. that kind of town hall speech and he went into like really impoverished areas and he's like these names that you guys are these aren't real names like right Pookie. yeah like just come on like, what's this quantasha and shit yeah. like, oh Jesus. so when he started to do that people were like well here's a a uber rich dude coming in telling us how to live our life right know, telling us we're doing everything wrong he lost a lot of fans with that i don't yeah, i think he's definitely got a point with that yeah but then when he with the the other thing the woman had a point about how cosby had that mentor rule yeah exactly yeah he yeah. would uh he would have these people and say he was going to help their career that's what they all said could you imagine though if you were a young girl like some 18 year old girl and bill cosby who is, you know, 50 or 60 at the time, whatever the hell he was, yeah. brings you into his dressing room and says he's going to help your career mm -hmm. and then slips a fucking Quaalude into your drink and you're passed out and you wake up with your panties off and Cosby's jizz dripping down your asshole and you're like, what? Dude, yeah. You'd probably you, be so confused and so horrified. And, and you know no one's going to believe you too. That's, that's, by the way, the whole thing about like, I've heard a lot of people bring up the... Uh, the, the time between something happening and the accusation, mm -hmm. very common with sexual assault yeah. to, to wait long periods of time because but, people feel shame and they, mm -hmm. they feel like no one will believe them. They don't know what to do. It's, it's really common. It's not unusual at all. Well, that's the case with uh, all rape, right? Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like all, like sexual, all, sex crimes yeah. a lot of times don't go reported not because just, of that. Yeah. Um, it's the, the idea that all... They're unrapeable though. That's he's, that's really that's, fucked up. He's trying to be funny. Up. Yeah, he was trying to be funny there. Yeah, I mean, can we see the rest of this? Only like Do you want to keep going? Sure. Okay. They killed Bill Cosby, but at but being just sitting back looking at it, I just go, I I just don't believe this. I that, think it's a money hustle. What you say is true because social media, where it allowed us on social media, and social media is what really reignited that flame back of Hannibal Barris. That was Hannibal Barris. Yep. I wonder how he feels being the dude that destroyed Bill Cosby. He should be if, if Bill Cosby died, he should be charged with accessory to murder. What? <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> Shut up. But I always tell accessory to murder. But I always tell you I always tell you this story cuz I, I think and for them to make jokes like that, that's something that was kind of like well known, you know, people heard that about Bill Cosby. I remember when I was really young, my mom told me that she knew somebody that uh, Bill Cosby had drugged. And she told me that when I was a little kid. She brought that back up, too. But it Crazy. was a story that had always floated around. That's why I think... But here's the thing. Bill I don't Cosby, know if I believe every single fifth of the 50 women, but I do believe that there's some... There may be. And and for them, my heart goes out to them. For anybody who was raped by Bill Cosby, I'm sure. And I hope you get justice. You other bitches, look, he gave me two pills. Ain't nobody... 
he's he wasn't a doctor back then yeah, when they talk really, about he, he, he gave them really two pills. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that was the drug of choice. Like Molly's is the drug of choice now. You know, like people do that <clears throat> to get in the mood. You know, I I just I don't. So I maybe can't the girls believe. never I told him no, but they never told him yes either. He got him drunk. Or they woke up and. Lose, but yeah. what's the joy of sleeping? You know, b- banging somebody who's asleep. Got ass bill. Oh. Well, and you yeah. know, people right. people have done that. The date rape drug has been a popular thing. You know, so yeah, that's just a ridiculous argument. What yeah. is the? Yeah. <laughs> well, what, about, what do you think about Hannibal Burr? <laughs> I wouldn't want to be him. I know. Because you know he. The thing is he. You know, I watch his show, and I don't think he, um, it's premature in terms of his success. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're putting him out there because, you know. Of, he's the guy who outed Bill he's Cosby. He's the guy that outed right. Bill Cosby, and he wasn't That's ready for primetime. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So hopefully, maybe he'll get it, you know, he'll he'll catch it, but I don't feel it right now. And, I, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be someone to take down my hero. I think we need heroes, and I think that we need to be more supportive until we know for sure, for sure, because ain't no charges against them. You know, innocent till proven guilty. Not in this day and age. Not, not with day. social yeah, media. Guilty you by, guilty until Twitter. You guilty when Twitter <laughs> says you you're guilty. Right. And they don't ever. They 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 never retract what they say. Nope. They just put that on you. You know, that's a. That's a heavy one to carry around. Have this, you ever had an incident I think, where I think a woman the bigger thing here? Never. never. This, look at well, me. Well, I mean, look anything. Me. I mean, you know, anything could happen. A woman could be like, oh, no. I told him no. Or, I keep my drawers on. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, had a ba- you never had a baby pinned on you? Never. Jeez. I mean, black, black man can get some. Probably. That's you know what I'm saying? That's how I feel about Bill. I'm like, Bill, did Bill really have to rape women? It's Bill Cosby. Yeah. yeah I. That's what I'm saying. I um, mean, okay. Yeah. The the thing that people I think they they struggle with, too, with this whole Cosby story is that like when he said hero, he was a hero to so many people. Mm-hmm. That that's that's the part that they, because they can't wrap their head around this was like if this, your hero's a piece of shit though, don't you want a new hero? Yeah, but I think it's it's so beat in like the, the mm-hmm. hero thing is so deep in their mind they don't want to believe that the hero's a piece of shit. There's a problem also that there's people that are really bad people. That do really good things as well. Oh right. There's yeah. there's people that are inconsistent. I mean, they do great things. Like he yeah. might be a great comic, but also be a He's, rapist. Yeah, yeah. He might be really drugging women and raping them, as well as being really funny. That yeah. might be his demon. Because like almost every comic has some sort of a demon, mm-hmm. whether it's an anger demon or a drug demon or a violence demon or a, a gambling demon or a, mm-hmm. you know whatever the fuck the demon is. Yeah. His demon might very well be he likes to drug people. Yeah. He likes to have that ultimate power. And, you know, there's other, the, the other knock on Bill Cosby has always been that he's a massive elitist where he believes he's much better than everybody else. Right. That has always been the knock on him. Mm-hmm. And to the point where I worked at a casino where he wanted people to tuck him in bed at night. He wanted the security guard to tuck him in bed. Like, literally. Really? Yep. Yep. He likes to be tucked in bed. He wanted people to sit down and watch him. They wanted all the staff that was working in the theater to watch him eat curry. Like, this is not something that I'm the only one who's heard this to. I've read this online, too. That he would, he likes the people that work there to sit down with him while he eats, and, and they don't talk to him. You work at the venue where they told you this. Yes, that he sits down there and he eats, and they all sit around and watch him eat. And he wants them to do that. 
Like he, his, a little he, bit of a God complex, whatever it is, yeah. whatever craziness that allowed yeah. him to be that guy that openly criticized people. You ever see that thing, time when Wanda Sykes interviewed him, some, some award show or something like that. And he, he's like yes. shit on her English. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. While he's wearing sunglasses indoors yeah. and he had that arrogance about him. Yeah. Right. That's the same kind of arrogance. It would make you feel like you're better than other people to the point where you could just drug them. You know, especially some young girl that you might think is stupid mm -hmm. and you could just drug her like this is a silly bitch back at my yeah. place. Thinks she's not going to give the pussy to Bill Cosby. Yeah. Plink, plink. Yeah. Here, drink this. Yeah. You, you was like a cappuccino. Yeah. Keep you awake. Yeah. You know, I mean, how ironic he's giving him cappuccino with fucking quaaludes in it. He's like, a savage. And then that, you know, I keep hearing people, they keep saying, um, what's like, what fun is it to fuck somebody that's asleep? It's because that's what he likes. Yeah. He likes raping people that are asleep. It's well, not about hooking up because you're famous. That's a crazy thing to say because what fun is it to rape someone who's resisting? You're right. saying that that doesn't happen? Every, of course, of course right, it But happens. I'm saying what yeah. Cosby likes is he likes right. raping passed out people. Right. What that's I'm saying is thing. how ridiculous is the uh, anyone saying that? Right, like, right. That's so short-sighted. I know. It is. What, what fun is it robbing people? Yeah. Don't you want to get your own money? Yeah, of course, dummy. It's the same yeah. thing. It is, it is. It's the same. It's, it's yeah. such a, a short-sighted thing to say. It's, it's the type of thing that someone says when they're not talking to really intelligent, objective people right. on a regular basis right. and formulating these opinions based yeah. on real extensive thinking you know and the idea that it, all of them are lying seems kind of crazy yeah it just seems kind of this, course it's crazy it's a fucking crime i mean this isn't like this isn't something small this isn't like a guy who uh you know bill cosby stared at my wife's tits he stared at my wife's tits too no yeah. this is like some deep deep yeah dark demonic shit and then they're gonna blame like the have the blame beyond hannibal like it's like That's he crazy. did. So stupid. Also, them saying that Hannibal got that show just because that Hannibal was it, hot already. Hot which is why, shit. Which is why people were coming to see his show of in course. a theater. It was a theater show. Yeah, yeah, while he was talking about Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah, of course. So this is not a small no, thing. No, no, no. And Hannibal's argument was about that Bill Cosby always shits on people for using bad language, which is fucking yeah. true. It was, it was the whole thing we were talking about of like how he was lecturing exactly. young black people. Exactly. Yeah. And Hannibal was like, well, at least I'm not a fucking rapist. Put yeah. that fucking phone down, Tommy. Uh, Flip it over. It, I see what you doing i see what you can't help yourself you can't help yourself i shut my i shut my computer for you thank you i just don't want to i don't want to influence you in thank any you. way thank you it's, it's hard right it's kind of hard i think that the guy is a sick fuck that's what i think i think undeniably he's a sick fuck how sick of a fuck he is how evil he is the only people that know are him and the people that he did that to it's the best profile ever for somebody that wants to do that yeah. So the, the, if, you, if you take away what you know of him as a performer and the celebrity, and you just imagine somebody that wants to do that, and then they build a reputation of being someone you can trust. Impeccable. Impeccable. I mean, he had the best reputation ever. You know, it's, it's like, when you, like when you have a, the, the Sandusky guy, the coach, yeah. that had a charity Mm -hmm. That was for kids, mm -hmm. and then he was like, "I'm taking care of these kids that are, mm -hmm. um, you know, left behind." And I'm, and then he was raping those kids. But Ugh. people that were, people that even knew him that were on the board of that were like, "He's the best guy." Like, Do he's you know the that guy. that is apparently very common? 
that one of the things that evil people will do is they'll start a charity and then like really harp on that charity oh, and talk so about that charity evil. all the time. So evil. And they become uh, almost uh, beyond reproach because of the fact they're doing such good work. Right. Like one of the things Lance Armstrong used to always bring up is how much money he was generating for cancer research. Of course. We're, we're trying to, we're, we're, we've generated all this money for, instead it's of saying, instead, instead of saying like, hey, uh, no, I didn't, I'm not doing any steroids. No one's doing steroids, which he yeah. did say a few times. Yeah. Or he would like immediately go to that thing about like, like how much money we're making with Live Strong. And it was people's defense for him all the time. Yeah. I, when I criticized oh, him yes. on this show, I got lit up by people. This was oh, before yes. he came. And they were like, has he ever failed a test? Like his whole thing. I've never failed a test. And do you realize the amount of money being funneled into cancer research? Mm -hmm. Like that excuses. It's, it's all fucked up. I had Jeff Nowitzki on, the guy who busted him. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, after he was on, uh, Lance contacted me. And uh, I had a conversation with him on the phone. And uh, Lance know, Armstrong yeah, contacted yeah, you? Yeah, he may or may not do the podcast because he wants to tell his story. Oh. I think if, if I look at his point of view, I think he was in a sport where everybody was doing drugs. Right. And I think there's a moment when you uh, have these ideals, like what you're trying to do as a competitor, and then you get to the big leagues and you realize... Like, you get into that NFL locker room when you find out why people are 350 pounds of solid muscle. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh, I get it. Like, I have a buddy who played, I don't even to say what college he played for, but he played college for, um, he played football, he's a big fucking dude, mm -hmm. and he played with a bunch of guys who are in the NFL now. Mm -hmm. And he had uh, some injuries and he stopped playing. He said that when he got to college, he goes, there was this attitude that you only have a few years. You have a couple years to make an impression. And he said the fucking sophistication of the drug use that he saw when he was in college, mm -hmm. at a big, big time college football team. Yeah. He goes, it was fucking crazy. He goes, it was crazy and it was widespread and it was from the top down. Everybody knew what the fuck was going on and there was an established protocol and they would tell you, hey buddy, you're gonna get tested on Friday. So uh, on Friday, come in and, and, you know, you're going to have to take your test. And he said when he would get tested, they would say, okay, here's your cup. Um, you know, so go in there, uh, do your urine sample, and then come out and bring it to me. Like, there was no one there while he did it. Mm -hmm. No one watched. They didn't tell if he had a rubber dick. They didn't tell if he had uh, a guy in there waiting for him to sure. piss in it for him. He goes, I could have had my cousin piss in a thing for me. People would piss in bags, and they would take that bag and strap it to their body mm -hmm. so it would keep it body temperature, and then put it under your clothes, and then you would uh, get into the bathroom, and then you'd open up that bag and pour the contents into the, uh, the thing. Sure. So you'd have someone else's piss. He said, but they gave you all the time in the world to do it. And he goes, and everybody, everybody everybody was doing steroids everybody he goes they weren't just doing steroids they were doing epo they were doing all these drugs to maximize your endurance they were doing all these recovery drugs they were doing he goes they were doing everything everybody's doing everything i believe it i totally believe it. i believe it too and i think that's what happened with lance armstrong i think, I think this guy got in into cycling yeah he got to the highest level of the sport and he got to the pros and he's like oh shit this is all about taking your own blood out, putting it back in your body. This yeah. is about doing EPO. This is about doing testosterone. This is about doing whatever the fuck you can do to recover so that you can compete. And then you got the U.S. Postal Service, okay, which is the, the guys who are promoting his, his event, mm -hmm. right? He's, he's the cyclist for the postal team. 
So now he's getting sued for not just the money that they paid him for winning, because you know you have to sign something saying you're yeah. on drugs, but because he was working for the government. They say he's defrauded the government so that you, they can get, sue you for three times the damages. Jesus. So they're suing him for $100 million right now. Yeah. It's pretty... Well, the thing about, I think, what he did, too, and, the, like, the, the why the perception is, you know, different for, for Lance in particular is that the, the light was shining brighter because of how successful he was. And then the way that he would defend himself, he was fucking vicious about it. Yeah. So well, anybody, sue people too. Sue people and then take them down publicly. Like he was destroying people's ability to work, make uh -huh. money, support their families. So it, he, was, he was cold fucking blooded about defending himself, which made him basically like a bigger dick throughout the whole thing so not just a cheater but a guy that was really fucking an asshole to everybody on the way that's why i want to hear his story yeah i want to hear how he views it and i also want to hear what it was like to be the focus of attention for a fucking dirty industry i mean it's a dirty business it's a di did you watch the documentary yeah but, i did what was it crazy. like talking to him interesting how long did you, did you guys talk for a while yeah yeah we talked for a while on the phone i haven't met him in person i was in austin i was going to invite him to my show but i'm like yeah probably better just talk to him when I see him yeah. if if and when I see him just talk to is him. he considering doing yeah it's yeah. his idea he reached out to me wow yeah I think well listen you're not gonna get a platform like this where you're gonna reach millions of people and you can talk for three hours and yeah. I'm gonna let you say anything you want yeah and I'm gonna I'm gonna I want I want him to express himself as openly and as and look it's all out on the table now they sue the shit out of him they yeah. took a fuckload of money from him they Be took great. away his ability to make a living I mean, he's a guy that was the poster boy for this sport. I mean, if it wasn't for him, who gives a fuck about cycling? You got Greg LeMond and you got Lance Armstrong. And yeah. that's it. I don't know anybody else. Do you know one other guy who cycles? No. I know Tony Hawk. I don't know anybody else that skateboards. Right. Who the fuck else skateboards? I'm sure there's other guys. Yeah. But that's the guy that's that the know. big name right. guy. You know? I mean, there's a lot of... Sports that have that like women's fighting everybody knows who Ronda Rousey is. There's a million yeah. other women fighters Everybody yeah. knows who Ronda Rousey is. There's it's so big. She's so big now that like I was in a I was in a hotel on fight night when she fought last and like Just dudes that you know are not Fans of women's athletics We're all you know, what I mean yeah. like they're all walking around just it, it just, just to tell you how like how much she's changed things like they were like walking, looking, talking like the bellhop. Where's the Rousey fight on? I gotta go find the Rousey. Like, I feel like that's how much it swung, you know? Yeah. Like, she's changed it. We're like, these fucking total misogynistic pigs <laughs> were still like, I need to find that Rousey now, fight. Now, why would now. you assume that just because they're dudes that they're misogynistic pigs? I just, I'm an asshole. Because you're and, a guy. <laughs> yeah. I just looked at them and I was like, these guys are pigs. Yeah, for sure. If they like sports and they work out, they're pigs. They're, these guys were pigs. Fucking these guys pigs. didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you see what Beyonce did? Oh. Beyonce did the Central Park concert. Mm-hmm. It was a free concert, and uh, Dana White came up to me uh, Saturday night after the fights, and he pulls over his iPhone. He goes, watch this. Not the flip phone? No, he has an iPhone okay. now. Okay. They make him use an iPhone because he's under some investigation, so they have to be able to track oh, all of his okay. shit because of this. Uh, they're getting sued. There's a bunch of shit going on. Anyway, he uh, shows me this video uh, on his iPhone, and it's uh, Beyonce has a free concert in Central Park. Uh-huh. And on this giant screen, this fucking enormous 100-foot screen, she has all of Ronda Rousey's words playing out, like the script of it, while Ronda's talking. 
Ron is talking about not being a do-nothing bitch. She's like, every muscle in my body has a functional purpose. Right, she's doing that thing. That, yeah. I'm not some do-nothing bitch sitting around waiting for some millionaire to come home and fuck me. And which, like, to, like, chick that hustle, yeah. chicks that hustle, that is like, they're like, yeah. fuck, yeah. Yeah. Woo. yeah. But to all those do-nothing bitches out there, that's oh, like, yeah. hey, <laughs> what, what the fuck? I mean. I was your fan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to work. I want like I'm trying to get lucrative, but <laughs> I ain't trying to hustle that hard. How lucrative are you willing to You're get? Because I get, get lucrative. lucrative or what? I get pretty lucrative. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Is that a shirt next week? Lucrative. I'm trying to get lucrative I'm right now. I'm trying to get lucrative. <laughs> I t I, uh, I retweeted Ian Edwards. Uh, his, uh, you know, he's uh, appearing this weekend at the Punchline. By the way, if you're in Sacramento, he's one of the funniest he fucking dudes is working so today. Fucking funny. Look what he wrote me after I tweeted to him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. It's gonna be lucrative. <laughs> <laughs> That's we're hilarious. Both, we're both laughing about it on the plane. Dude. We couldn't stop saying it. How lucrative do you get? Because I get pretty lucrative. That's hilarious. <laughs> I get. Pretty, do you get lucrative? <laughs> what? He um. Uh, when I was in Montreal, I think I told you this. I did a, a show every night, an hour show every night. Right. So I would just ask. I asked Tony to come by, and like just do an opening set. You know. Right. Dude, Ian fucking floored the place he's a monster yeah he floored it and he's only doing that now i mean he's doing some writing but yeah. he's really concentrating on that but now. see that's and that's how you get really good he's well we had a conversation it. about it man I, I i told him i said dude i think you're one of the best goddamn comics in the world mm -hmm. i think you're one of the best comics on the planet earth and people don't know about you yeah i go the the difference between your skill level your ability and what people know is so vast yeah and it's because he's been writing so much Writing on all these sitcoms and he's, he's good at writers. that. Yeah. He's very good yeah. at that. Yeah. But he's best at stand up. Yeah. His stand up is he's a monster. And he's such an uh, like a unique original voice. Yeah. There's not people that yeah. no one reminds me of him. Like he's he's really a unique talent. And he's such a good dude. Yeah. I've been friends with him for like twenty four years, twenty three years. He's got that fucking non aging black eye thing where I'm like, What are you like, He won't 26? tell me how old he is. Well, yeah, and then you go, like, I was in New York at a club. I forget where, I, which club I was in, and he had a fucking headshot on there that looked 25 years old, and he had dreads in it, yeah. and it looked, I was like, how old is this shit, man? How old is he? Uh, he's a vampire, bro. Yeah, he's a vampire. Sleeps upside down. Yeah. Um, let me see how old he is. We'll find out. I'm really? I'm going to find out right now. I'm going to Wikipedia the fuck out of that shit. But it's probably not on there, right? It says he's only 43. It says he's born February 11th, 1972, 43. Okay, that's bullshit. Unless he was 15 when I met him. Nah, yeah. That's a lie, Ian. How dare you? But he might. That might be true. He won't tell you, though. If you ask him, he won't tell you. The stripper that we were talking to, she wouldn't tell us either. I go, how old are you? I go, I'm 48. How old are you? <laughs> she wouldn't tell us. I'm like, come on. Come a lady, on. A lady never tells her age. I'm like, yeah, they do when they're 20. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm almost 21. Oh, my God, I'm so old. I can't believe I'm almost 21. Then, then I get, now I don't ever not get sir. I used to not get sir that much. You got gray in your beard, son. Yeah, I know. I'm sir. You got the fucking Definitely beard. Sir. That man's beard. Sorry, Brr. sir. We'll be with you in a minute, sir. I'm like, yeah. All right. You got a fucking werewolf beard. <laughs> Anybody with a, a big ass gorilla beard like yes, that? Sir. You're right. a sir. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Absolutely. You're a goddamn man, Tommy Buns. Yeah, yeah. You're a man about to make a baby. Well, you made a baby. I mean, about yeah. to have a baby. Yeah, a couple months away. How's that feel? I'm excited, man. I really am. I think it's part of the reason is that uh, I think it's because I didn't have a baby at 25, you know? So it's like something that I waited. Well, we waited, obviously, and then you're more established. I feel more like financially stable and emotionally yeah. ready for it. So, well, it's perfect. It's a perfect time. I hear people go like, Is it, are you terrified? And I'm like, no, that's people that don't want any commitment in their life. Yeah. I'm not terrified at all. Those no. guys probably don't even have girlfriends though. Right? Yeah, I guess so. I never really <laughs> thought about it, but I'm like, no, I'm excited for it. I'm not terrified. There's people that can't imagine anybody living other than the way they live. Right. You know? But yeah. you you get that from all sides. I hear people go, "Are you ready for your life to be over?" What? Who said that to you? Just uh, you know, cut them off, whoever they, they are. Yeah, right. Life to be over. The, you know what's equally annoying though, and I gotta say, I I really found this very annoying when I was single and I didn't have kids. It yeah. really bugged the shit out of me that people would tell me that you have to have kids in order to be like a mature adult. Oh, yeah. Like when are you gonna settle down and have kids? When are yeah. you gonna? When are you gonna like guys that I knew that had kids that were fucking miserable? And by the way, everyone who told me this to a man. Everyone yeah. is divorced. Yeah. Every single one. Every single one that told me to get married and have children is fucking divorced. Yeah. Every one of them. I mean, I mean, like uh, seven, eight, nine guys. Yeah, I've, I've never believed that, and I certainly never lectured anybody. Sanctimonious yeah. shit. Telling people to live their lives the way you're living your life is the when it only way you can. Yeah, do it. it's like everybody's got a. It's a lot of people are weird, man. Some people they just want to. Like I have a friend, my friend Steve Maxwell. He doesn't have a place to live. He just travels. He goes from town to town. He's a a, a really famous as far as that world, strength and conditioning coach uh -huh. and uh, like a, a personal trainer. And he goes all over the world. He, he, like he, well, you'll see his Instagram. Um, he's in Fiji sometimes. Just training people? <clears throat> training people. He'll put together these little s small seminars, these small groups of people. Well, he'll meet them every week. Like they'll say, okay, like, you know, they have some things set up where they're like 10 people will meet, you know, in this one place. And then he's going to coach them for like five or six days. So they yeah. have like a getaway and he puts these together and then gyms will have them come in and he'll teach seminars at their gyms. And he just lives out of a bag. I couldn't live like that. But he can. Right, but I would right. never lecture that guy I either. Wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't like it, but yeah. he can do it. Sure. Tom Rhodes, for the yeah. longest, Tom Rhodes has a fucking apartment now in Los Angeles. He does? Yes. When did he get it? Decided really recently. He said, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, 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 I'm going to stay here. At the store, where he was hanging around the store, he, you know that secret comics bar, the little comics bar? Yeah, yeah, in yeah. In the back? Yeah. Um, there were only comics uh, allowed to go there and hang out there and comics friends. He was, we were hanging around back there. He's like, dude, I got an apartment. I go, What? Yeah, I go, how long were you a renegade for? He goes, like, 10 years. For 10 years. He came to my place last year and didn't have it. So I know, I know it's got to be yeah. recent. Yeah. He was staying in people's places. He was uh, staying in hotels. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. A great dude. Yeah, and he, was, he also is one of those guys that's a, he's a world-traveling comic. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, he's Singapore done, one week, Holland the next week. And has done that kind of thing. Forever. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's been doing stand-up for 25 years. At least, yeah. And out of those 25 years, he's been touring around the world for 15. Yeah, at least, yeah. At least. He used to have a show in Holland. Yes. Where it was... A late-night show. It, it was, was a late-night late show. It was like a big-time show. Yeah. And it was the something-something show, like some other guy's name, starring Tom Rhodes. Uh -huh. It was like the, like, say if you, like... Instead of like the Tom Segura show, it was like the Jamie Vernon show, mm. starring Tom Segura. And like... 
James. It was real weird. Yeah, and, and he was, I heard it that, you know, he was like their letterman. Like, yeah. yeah. He was the yeah. yeah, he did that for quite a while. Yeah. He's, uh, but he's, he's decided now he wants to live in an apartment. Yeah. And he's had a wife for a while, too. Yeah. He travels with his she's wife. She's great. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, he, um, that, I mean, he enjoyed that life. You can live any way you want, Argentino. man. Argentino. I think his mother's Argentine. Argentino. Argentino. Everybody's got their own thing, man. For some people, having a kid is the worst fucking idea on the planet. I get that. I totally understand that. Yeah. I think it's, those are the people that are telling me, are you out of your mind? But there's a weird thing, man, when people are like, listen, dude, when are you going to settle down and have a yeah. kid? You need to have a kid. No. You need to, like, whoa, 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 no. whoa. You know, listen, it's easy for you to say. Yeah. You know, you're not a yeah. man until you have a kid. You know, you're not you're not mature. You know, you're not like. I think it's really obnoxious and gross to assume that everyone would want that. At, even like at any point, like I think that it's totally legit that somebody's 50, 60, 70 years old never had kids and is totally fulfilled and happy. Absolutely. Yeah. Why wouldn't they be? You tell me you can't contribute unless you make another human being. Yeah, that's silly. That's silly. Yeah. I mean, what is your contribution in life? Your contribution in life is how you affect other people. Whether you influence them in a positive way, whether you they think about you with love, or they think about you with happiness, the people that you've interacted with personally, the yeah. people that you know, that's what your legacy is. Yeah. And if you're a guy who thinks that having a kid is the, the end all be all, but then your kid turns out to be fucked up, well, what did you do, dummy? Yeah. You, you, you ruined your kid. That was your contribution. Your contribution, yeah. you fucked it up. You, know, you had one big project and you fucked it up. Yep. You're sitting there drawing dicks. No, that's an old drawing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yours. Th yeah, that's it's true. Only old. It's only an hour old. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but we were talking about the world's biggest dick, so I was, so you had a drawing? I was inspired. <laughs> you felt compelled. Yeah. Are you going to keep doing that once you have kids, Tommy? You going to keep drawing so. dicks? I think huh? so, but I'll just yeah, call them great. something else. Yeah. You're going to influence your kid by drawing dicks. I'm going to have a real tough time with uh, being mature, I feel like. You know? Well, I don't think you have to be. Yeah, well, I, I, I'll be very... We already have a system in place where we're trying to... Uh, we're going to do uh, burps are one thumbs up, but farts are two thumbs up because farts are fucking awesome. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, whenever, whenever anyone farts around the kid, I'm going to go two thumbs so up. So you and your wife just rip them in front of each other? Yeah, sure. <laughs> but my belches have been getting stronger. They're better now. You're working on them? Yeah, I think so. I don't How, know. You I don't know. Change your diet, more probiotics. Yeah, I just, I just feel that I can. I feel like I'm having them come up from the diaphragm now, and they're just more powerful. You know. Have you always farted in front of your girlfriends? Um, not right away, but yeah, <laughs> eventually. How long do you usually wait? How many dates in? Oh, it's a while. I, I mean, I make sure I'm, I'm in there. I'm getting in there pretty often, and then I do it. I don't like, you make sure you fuck them. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. A while. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like this is a regular thing. Here come the. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? But did I ever tell you about the first time I farted in front of her? No. This is bold. This is bold, man. We've been dating for a, for a little while, probably like I don't know, five, six months or something, and. I'm at her place. It's a Saturday morning. I still remember. I'm watching college football, and I think she was m making breakfast or something. And then perfect life. It's a great life. I'm sitting Just on her couch. Sex. Yeah, I'm sitting on her couch wearing boxers, watching TV, and she comes and she sat next to me, and I felt a fart coming, <laughs> and I grabbed her arm and I took her hand and I put it between my legs and I farted on her hand for the first <laughs> fart ever. <laughs> And I just remember her going like, oh, my God. And she goes, it smells like garbage. It smells like garbage. She kept saying that. And she was like, what the fuck? And later, 
Like now she told me, do you realize how crazy that was? And I was like, yeah, I didn't realize it at the time. She goes, if I was who I am now, I would have fucking cut you off right then and there. Like that. Really? She says that like, she was like, clearly I was not in a good place (laughs) (laughs) to stay with a guy that farted on my hand. (laughs) But it was funny, right? It was really funny. Yeah. So, but why would she not? I think she just, I mean, I think she was joking in a way, but she was just like, like for a first fart to be on someone's hand is pretty... (laughs) But it worked out though. It worked out, yeah. But you knew she was the one. I knew, I knew. You that did. was that was essentially my proposal. When did know? she fart in front of you first? Immediately um, afterwards. I actually don't remember her first one, but I'm getting a lot of them now. It's made up for it. Uh, so she's been ripping some pregnancy farts that are fucking powerful, man. <sighs> Does that bum you out? No, I'm so, never. Because because the thing is, like, I'm not somebody that's ever no, that has ever been like ooh fart like it just doesn't doesn't have that effect is on she me. the first girl that's ever farted in front of you no god no. <laughs> no. no so you just attract that kind of gal yeah, i mean like i've been with girls that didn't obviously but yeah no if i dated you for a while you fart it's okay no when yeah. you date girls for a while mm-hmm. how do you know when it's time to unleash the hounds <sighs> I mean, it's different with every time. Man. It is. It's different. It. You got to feel it out. But it's like, I think it's, 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 are you still in the, like, I'm trying to make an impression phase mm. or have you settled into like, you know, who you are, who you are. Yeah. That's hard, right? <clears throat> Do you not fart in front of your wife? Um, if she accidentally walks in after I farted, I claim it. Yeah. And does she fart in front of you? Whoops. Uh, she has. She has. More yeah. than once. But like, if, let's say you're but laying not, in like, bed. She, she won't like, like grab her ankles. <laughs> <laughs> they go, here we go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I do some really obnoxious shit. <laughs> really obnoxious shit. But like if you're laying in bed tonight and you're uh, whatever, winding down, mm-hmm. and you feel a fart come, do you get up I and I try to out? be polite. You do? Yeah. Or you just kind of let it sneak out or no, something? I only fart in front of my friends like that. So what would you do though? Would you leave the room? Uh, Yeah, most wow. likely. Or hold it in. Wow. Really? <laughs> Common courtesy is ridiculous to Tommy Bunn. Well, I mean, well, it's just most a, people don't want to smell their husband's farts. I know, and but plus, I, if I thought in any way it would keep her from blowing me, yeah, then then yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, I guess it, yeah, I, I hear you. Okay. I don't look at it that way. Yeah, sometimes I'll hold my farts. Out. I'll hold my farts during sex. Do you? Sure. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. But sometimes postcoital, they, they they come out. A friend of mine was a cameraman. Um, he was a cameraman on. Uh, <clears throat> He was a cameraman on a, a TV show that I was on, but he had also done some camera work on porn mm-hmm. when he was starting out to, you know, to make money. And he yeah. said uh, there was this one guy, he's like this big, bulky bodybuilder guy, mm-hmm. who just would rip the most disgusting farts while he's fucking these girls. While he's fucking? Ooh. While he's fucking them. Because he just ate a lot of protein. Yeah, yeah. And he would just farts. unload these farts and these poor girls. And they, look, they have to work. Yeah. Because, like, like, when you, I guess when you're a guy... And you're a porn star, and mm-hmm. he was this big, muscular black guy. I guess, first of all, there's this thing where it's not a matter of whether or not you're going to have sex. Yeah. Like, these girls are getting paid to have sex with you on camera. It's not whether or not they're going to want to do certain sexy things, yep. whether they're going to like it or not like it. That's out the window. Now, it's you're going to come, I'm going to come in your face. Mm-hmm. You're going to come in their face. I'm, I'm going to put it in your ass. Like, we already worked this out. Right. It's in the contract. I'm putting yeah. it in your ass. We're going ass to mouth. I'm gonna come in your face. You're gonna suck my balls. I'm gonna jerk off in your hair. Like it's all yeah, worked out. Yeah. So like, and you're gonna smile afterwards. Too. There's no like, yeah. there's there's like, there's no romance to it, Tommy. Bones. Right. Yeah. You know? that, yeah. There's no there's no, no speculation. Intimacy, really. Yeah. No. Well, 
no, definitely no intimacy because yeah. you, whatever you're doing, you're doing in front of a gang of people. Right. There's a boom mic hanging over the bed. There's cameramen. There's a craft service table that you've been hitting up. And uh, I guess he's like, I don't have to impress anybody. I'm just going to fart. That's that's <laughs> During sex is my line. I, I would, I've never done that. I've never done that, man. Some people I, don't have a problem with my, that. I though. have a friend that, that also was a camera guy for porns. And not anymore. But he told me, like, he's like, I go, what, what's like, the grossest thing? And he goes, the grossest thing by far are the smells. Because he's like, you know, you're like, I would come like underneath and be like kind of positioned under a guy's ass and balls. Oh, God. And he's slap, you know, for that underneath shot. And he's like, just <sighs> all their smells. I'm just like, just inhaling them. <sighs> and then someone would be like, yeah, get, get another shot of that. And you go back down there. Like the worst part, he said, just smelling stuff. Oh God! Yeah, it's pretty horrendous. Wonder what happens if someone has a yeast infection and it just stinks. Do they just have to man up? I think they probably go until someone's like, "I'm gonna puke," <laughs> or, or like the guy's like, I, "It won't get hard if I'm smelling this," you know? Oh God! Oh, God, that's a that's a smell. That that yeast infection smell is nature's alarm signal. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Let's ah. talk about, I know, your favorite topic, mm? Ohio State, Virginia Tech. What? Kicking off. What are you talking about? College football. Oh. Big game. Oh, you're talking because Jamie's here. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. got a stupid fucking hat yeah, on. He's like, he's all excited. No, there no, he no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't turn that mic on, you fuck. <laughs> no, it's, it's just exciting, that's all. What do you, what's excited about you? Me? What excites I feel the you same, about it? Rather? I feel the same way about college football that you do about fights. Impossible. I, re I really do. It doesn't even make sense. Why? Because I get paid to talk about fights. I'm a huge guy on ESPN. You have never seen me? I didn't know. Uh, Would no. you do that if they off offered you that gig? 100%. Really? Yeah. Would you I be good at it? Um, I feel like I could do like the roundtable stuff right now. I couldn't do like the commentating. Could I you do like what training. Dennis Miller used to do where he'd come in? You know, that's like... That's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah. And I, I hate that role. I like a two-man commentating booth for, for football. Mm -hmm. I like your play-by, your color guy, comment, you know. Right. I like that setup of, like, somebody's telling you what's happening and the, you know, the analyst. The analyst, once you really get into it and you see a really good analyst mm -hmm. in, in football, you really appreciate what the, the way they're highlighting things for you. It's like what you do with, like, when you explain... What what just happened? Right. Like the the lay person just goes like that guy's good, or like he fucked him up. But you're like, <laughs> you know when you explain how it happens, right? I love right. that. In like I think Kirk Herbstreit, who's an Ohio State guy, is the best at it. Like it, it, you saw a, basically a pass thrown and a touchdown score. You're like great pass, but he explains that this guy, the defensive play, how the coverage broke down, right. what the quarterback saw. How it mm. developed. I love. I love that aspect of it. So you love the the strategic aspect of yeah. setting up the plays and and seeing how something works. Yeah, I, I yeah. love that. And I and I just love the environment. I like college football the most. Why do you like college the most? I don't know, man. I think it's because I like, you know, I like the tradition. I like the the rivalries. They feel more genuine. They feel like there's genuine hatred between teams. Um, you know, we're talking like hundred year old programs. You know, like these are these are they've had a football team. Since like you know, sometimes like 1898, shit like that, you know, where like they, it's been there that long. There's just there's just a passion about it. I don't know. I just I, I love being around it. I love seeing the games. That's crazy. Um, you've always been like this. Is this something you've always been excited about college football, or is this something you since developed? I was a kid? 
since really? I was a kid. Yeah. The, what the gets me about college versus pro is that like you have to follow all these young students that are l- playing football, right? Mm-hmm. You have to know who they are. Uh, you mean like if you're going to be like a super fan of the game? Yeah, I mean every year they're they're turning over, right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You only have like three years, possibly. Yeah, yeah, four years max. Yeah, and then they're they're gone, and you have new guys in. It could, you know, and the, and I can tell like my level of because sometimes there's some there's certain years or or, or, or a, a a certain number of years where I'll have a more laid back fandom to it, where like I don't really know, you know, like the details, like. But you know a bunch of people. Yeah, I, I will. But like, I, I think this year I've been super busy. Um, you know, I didn't pay as much attention, definitely, to like recruiting classes and stuff that I've that I've paid attention to before. You know? But what, so, why why college over like NFL? You know, I mean, I, like I, the stuff that I talked about, like the 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 passion stuff. I I love. I feel like it's more it's more genuine. I feel like it's more. There really are like there's a real passion for the game. Part of it is because probably like a lot of those kids are trying to make it to the NFL. Oh, for you know, sure, right? Die, yeah, they're fucking <laughs> killing themselves to make it. Um, you know, like I said, the rivalries feel like they f- they feel more more authentically, just genuine and real. I, I, I you know, Ohio State, Michigan, um, you know, Florida State, Miami, Georgia, Florida, like those kinds of games are just like UCLA. Uh, now I guess it would be UCLA, USC, or USC, Stanford. The last few years. So you root for your college team that you went to school? No, my my school is a fucking tiny D two school. I just there's just programs that you grew up watching. You know that you just kind of gravitate. This is so towards. alien to me. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fun to me. I, I don't know what it is, man. I, I just I love I love it. I love the I love the environment. You know. I love it. I hear people talking about like the NFL and like this this Tom Brady thing. Just that people won't stop talking about God, Deflate that Gate. Really fucking got some legs and went and never stopped. Now he's been acquitted, or they just the, have to drop the charges. The like, how judge, the federal judge, threw out the suspension. Basically, decided that the commissioner couldn't punish him in the way that he did. Why in other that? words. He just he just ruled that you don't have the right to do that in this case. Huh. They can do that? They just decide that you don't have the right to suspend somebody? I guess. I guess. If, I mean, I, I'd never seen it really go this far before. What looked like, I mean, you know, I'm sure someone's going to explain it better than I can, but, like, the commissioner said, you know, you're suspended four games and you guys are fined this and that mm-hmm. for your, part- you know, for this, uh, what I'm accusing you of, which is... The def- deflating the footballs, right? Right. And then he appealed, and then they went back and forth, and then this federal judge was going to rule whether or not the suspension could be upheld or thrown out, and he ruled that it was like that the commissioner didn't have the, the authority to do that. Yeah. Even though he's suspended a lot of other people before for a lot of other things, and there's never been, I've never seen it thrown out like that before. Now, how does that work? Because they they also took away their draft picks, right? Yeah, it's like and find them like a good amount of money. So too. do they have to pay that money back? That's what I don't know. I think they're trying to. Get, uh, people were like, "Well, what are we going to get our drafts picked back? Are we going to get the money back? Like all all those things, I think, are still up in the air." But didn't that guy destroy his phone? He did. He did. He did destroy one of his phones. Yeah. So they said that one of the big things is that like this doesn't prove that. He didn't do anything wrong or that he didn't do what he's being accused of. 
all that the that the judgment is saying is that you can't suspend him for these four games. That you, now, what's the benefit of having a, a softer ball? It's a it's a preference air. thing, you know. Like some quarter, like every quarterback is different, you know. And like the a, a slightly deflated ball has a, an easier grip, is what mm. some people argue. You know, they don't like it super full because it's really hard, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's a harder grip. So a slightly, slightly deflated ball, you know, these guys, it's like any sport, like, guy, you know, the basketball guy might like his fresh pair of sneakers and make sure, you know, you see the guys, they put the powder right. on it. It's just like a, a personal preference thing. So some guys like it, that full grip, and some guys like it slightly deflated. What a massive distraction for people, though. Like, oh, yeah. how many people over the last year have been talking about deflated football unbelievable yeah. I've never heard a single thing since corked bats remember yeah. the corked bats controversy yeah. during the uh, oh yeah sure guys would drill holes in their bat and put cork in the center of their bat because apparently it gives more spring to the ball and you would get more distance out of uh, home runs yeah that's the last time I remember something being like I don't remember who it was but there was some famous player who uh, broke a bat and then the the bat had cork in it. Yeah, I remember. And everybody was like sure. outrageous. Outrageous. Yeah, no. What I mean, have you done? Part of it obviously is because he's, you know, he's Tom Brady, so it's mm-hmm. like the the it's like going back to the Lance thing. It's like, you know, everyone's watching him. Yeah. They're that they just won the Super Bowl. They're, you know, he's, yeah. he's the guy. He's, He's handsome. Yeah, he's got married this beautiful to a supermodel. supermodel wife. Yeah. Do you know how much money his fucking wife has made? I've read a lot of different stats, but apparently it's nothing short of $250 million. $400 million. Really? Wow. He apparently has made $150 million, and she has made $400 million. From modeling. From looking pretty. Yeah, for being, yeah. That's it. I mean, I don't have any idea what she sounds like when she talks. She has kind of a deeper... Uh, she's like a guy. Yeah, like I've always been the sexy one in the family. She has that Portuguese accent. Wow. So, yeah. But, I mean, stop and think about that. You can make that much money as a supermodel? Yeah. That's more money than Bo Jackson ever made his entire career. Yeah. That's really crazy. <clears throat> 400 million bucks. Damn. And he's a, he's a fucking one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, right? Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And yeah. He can't even come close to that. It's not even... It's not if, if if that's the real figure, it's not even close. Quarterbacks, man, that's a tough gig because those dudes are all running at you, trying to smash you. Yeah, they say Peyton Manning can't feel his fingers. Yeah, he can't feel his fingertips, and he's been told a lot of times that it's never coming back. Yeah, and he had that neck injury where they were like, "You're never coming back," and that's how much he loves playing. That he, you know, fought through it. What did they do for his neck? They did, did that Regenikin shit, that shit I had done on my neck. He had a crazy surgery done, and then... Surgery. Yeah, he had surgery, for sure. And so they probably trimmed back the disc. Mm-hmm. You know what they're doing now, man? They're giving people stem cell shots. Really? Oh, dude, I got one in my shoulder. Did you do that thing, by the way, when your kids were born, where you, like, they, yes. yeah, you did that, right? Yeah, you yeah. banked the uh, yeah. ambiotic. Yeah. But apparently there's a better way to do that now. Um, I think they use placenta now for that, too. Yeah. They, uh, they used to use the uh, the cord, but now I believe they use placenta. They gave us a whole kit they were supposed to bring. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, look into it, because I think there's an, another more effective way. Really? Yeah. The uh, the stem cells, though, that you they get from the placenta, it's really fascinating stuff, man. They're uh, taking these, I guess it's amniotic, I guess that's the word, mm-hmm. and uh, they take these stem cells from, from placenta, and they're shooting them into athletes. 
and uh, it's amazing. It comes wow. out of this. It comes out of this tube where there's it's liquid nitrogens in it, so smoke's coming out of it because mm -hmm. it's frozen before they inject it in you. It's really freaky. Like this is some space age shit. Yeah. One shot, and they they shoot it in you. <clears throat> Within a week. Within a week, my shoulder felt amazing. Really? Yeah. Now I'm five weeks in. I keep waiting for it to hurt. Like, I'm doing all this working out. I do, I'm doing rows and chin-ups, and I keep waiting for it to fuck with me, and it hasn't been fucking with me at everything all. everything else good? Back, knees, all that stuff? Yeah, everything's really yeah. good, man. That's awesome. I'm going to start shooting that stem cell shit everywhere. Yeah. Anything, anytime anything's wrong, yeah. shoot it in there. Let's fucking see what's up. They're going to have... Within a few years, they're going to have uh, these places where you're going to be able to go and they're going to put young blood in your body. This mm. is going to happen. This is the next thing. Because they've done all these studies that have shown with mice that when they take young blood, like the mice, the young, the blood of young mice, and they put in the blood of old mice, mm -hmm. the mice, their memory improves, their athleticism improves, their body starts moving like a young mouse. And then when they take the blood of old mice and they put it in young mice, the young mice become old and tired. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's fucking freaky. It's kind of amazing. Someone's probably, someone's got to be doing that right now, right? Dude, in China, guaranteed. They probably have a bunch of fucking prisoners hooked up to machines, and they're sucking blood out of them like the yeah. Matrix. Yeah. You know, and just pumping them right into their athletes. Yeah. They're also going to, uh, they're doing these things called myo myostatin inhibitors. Myostatin is what regulates your muscle size. Mm -hmm. And they're doing that on Chinese athletes, uh, allegedly. China they're doesn't on give that. a fuck. They they're go crazy, fuck. When you have a billion people. Yeah. Just like there's plenty of people, bro. That's our number one resource is humans. Yeah, yeah. Let's experiment. See how lucrative we can get. <laughs> get lucrative right now. I gotta go. I gotta go pee. Go pee. We'll wrap this up. Okay. It's, we've already done three hours. Holy shit. You're a fucking animal. Tommy Buns. When's your uh, Netflix special? You just did, you just recorded one. When is it airing? Uh, it's coming out in January. It's coming out in January. Yeah. And then the last one, which is hilarious. Completely normal. It's on Netflix now. It's on Netflix right now. Go take a peek, okay. you fella. Uh, you can see Tommy Bunn's podcast. It's called Your Mom's House with his lovely and talented wife, Christina Pazitsky. You can catch Tommy on Twitter. It's Tom Segura. Or on Instagram, it's Segura Tom. Because I guess there's some other Segura, Tom Segura character out there. Um, and he's fucking awesome. If he's coming to your town, go see him. Check out his website, all that jazz. All that stuff's available on his Instagram and his Facebook and his Twitter. That's it. Um, all right, you fucks. We'll be uh, back tomorrow. So uh, tomorrow, I'll see you then. Until then, be nice to each other, you fucking savages. Bye. Bye.